welcome to Exiting Through the 2010s, a podcast about the movies from the 2010s. I'm Jack Draper. With me on the road during a snowstorm, it's Chloe Williams. I haven't seen snow in like forever. Wait, what am I saying? I just saw it like a week ago. Never mind. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I like it was a little bit of snow. I haven't I haven't gone through like a blizzard in a while. I grew up in Northern Virginia. We used to there was something back in like 2012 called Snowmageddon. Mm. and I, I don't know you guys are both east coasters do you have snowmageddon i don't know yeah, oh, yeah. i mean they, they always make up strange names for it like polar vortex like i don't know if this is necessary bomb cyclone <laughs> <laughs> i remember snowmageddon was so crazy that like i <laughs> i was so i forget how i must have been like 12 maybe it wasn't 2012 it feels that feels like too i think it might have been before that whatever but it was so bad that we had to like move to another house, but we couldn't drive anywhere because all the roads were just covered in snow and we had neighbors. So like one half of the neighborhood had power, one half of the neighborhood didn't. And so we, me and my mom just put a whole bunch of our shit in a sled and we just like walked and slid the sled across as we like walked to the house, like on the other side of the neighborhood. And we had to like pass a power line that was down. It was like an uh, like fucking post-apocalyptic. It was our version of the road, the Chris McC- <laughs> or the, uh, oh McCormick novel. Um, McCarthy, Cormac McCarthy, McCarthy, whatever. You know, they're I, they're Irish at the end of the I day. I see so what you. I like, see what you mean. What are you, what are you gonna do? Um, I feel as though that is definitely, and you two can relate to this. That feels like an only child activity like if you had siblings that would just be like that's a crowd oh yeah absolutely I mean I hated playing in the snow when I was a kid because my mom would always make me wear a turtleneck and I hated turtlenecks so really? much now I love them I know turtlenecks rule. <laughs> they're the best yeah. but I, I just felt suffocated by them and so mm. there were many a snowstorm where I just wouldn't go outside to play in the snow because I would refuse to put a turtleneck on, which is also maybe a very only child thing is stubbornness. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like taking weird, hard stances on things like, yeah. no, I'm not doing that. Mom. <laughs> There's no older sibling or even younger <laughs> sibling to be like, OK, well, I'm doing turtleneck. Yeah, thing, so right. you, you have no one to look up to. Thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Even as a kid, you still have hills to die on i love it absolutely yeah still dying on a few hills if you exactly. ask me hey, hey, always always give me give me on I, some hills i'll die on them don't worry about it i wonder <laughs> if kids nowadays still have snow days because of like online school I yeah i mean like... they do no they do okay then that's good. like not that's like good. i don't know i don't know if they have it the same exact way we do but they definitely have snow days that's not like a thing that stopped happening yeah. totally oh, but but do they just get to stay home from school and then do work I like, would guess it would have to be a really bad snowstorm that like cut power lines and so then yeah. people didn't have like no internet to be able to yeah. do online school but the thing is I feel like in I think that like teachers also like teachers also like snow days once in a while like, yeah and I'm ants. sure teachers are like it's fine like we can skip class today right, but right maybe not right. all of them some well some I think it's one of those things asses. maybe mm-hmm. but I think there is also that like college for sure snow days don't mean shit um but we had a pretty big snowstorm my senior year in january and i went to school in baltimore so they don't know how to deal with with snow no they don't um and we had a couple days off 
where it was a huge like just parties every night <laughs> people trudging wow. like you and your mom <laughs> trudging across campus with with <laughs> provisions that rules <laughs> yeah <laughs> um what was I gonna say oh yeah nowadays I don't know I feel like I feel like teachers would have to get prepared for that they're just like oh I don't have material prepared for on at home stuff but right. there's definitely what they'll definitely do now is you know you you used to have to make up days if you miss too many during the mm-hmm. year now I bet if it gets close to that they'll plan for like our next snow day we'll actually have to do like in work like in House. Right. I think there are a few built-in ones that you they don't extend it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, then once you hit a certain, like you said, once you hit a certain threshold, it's like we might as well do online school so that we don't have to add a day in June. June. That would actually kind of be I would hate that. Oh, yeah. No, I would have liked that. Because oh, then you because then you get out you get to summer earlier. You don't have to do this fucking no, that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like roll. do the yeah. online online school rather than miss the day once you start mm-hmm. like adding on. I would have preferred that for sure Mm -hmm, because also you don't really have to pay attention when you're that young and you're like you know an online school you can just kind of zone out totally um i remember that i adore how much this relates to our polish uh uh film today (laughs) they have Uh, snow days in poland i'm gonna guess i don't know yeah um you know as they're studying to 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 uh devote their lives to to becoming nuns but before we get to all that unpacking is that what you think Ida, everyone, does, everyone um, in Poland does you, I just, like, you just know all of them are in this doesn't suggest otherwise so <laughs> um let's get to what we've been watching recently um Meg Brady is back with us also hello on screen podcast um it's been far too long since you've I, been here so long it's been too, too long. long too long and now uh, you're in the four timers club also very exciting am I really four times like oh no one's gosh. ever done that aside from Gabby Iori um yeah oh this my is god so cool. I feel so honored yeah um but I mean five times we're gonna have to do something like I really mean, special for that. it'll have to be I mean I yeah. I'll have to think up a special one for that yes, one of my do. faves has to be in it yes <laughs> you'll find a way to make it the amazing race i know you will you'll find a way to call that a movie <laughs> survivor <laughs> season recap don't get me don't get me started <laughs> mitchell's gonna have to come on and replace yes. me for that one <laughs> so meg what have you been watching lately what have i been watching lately oh my god i'm in and out i feel of um do you want to just do 10 more minutes on Survivor 43 or is this not allowed? It's <laughs> an excellent leave. season of television. <laughs> I, um, I actually yes. saw the Fablemans last night. Oh, I did. Oh my God. Yeah. Just, it's, a, it was great. It was great. It's, it's my favorite of the year. It's, it's so, so funny because it's so not for anyone but Steve and his family. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it, but yeah, it's everyone so is is yeah. being yeah. It's it's literally just for him. It's 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 just for for fun. Um, it's just for fun. It's just vibes. it's extra credit. It's extra it's credit vibes. for Steve. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was sweet. Some good performances. Yeah. I really like the kid who played Sam. He's so I think good. He's great. He's really yeah. you know. Oh my god, his eyes were like so expressive. Yeah. Um, and then Michelle Williams with my favorite line reading of the year. I started therapy. <laughs> 
very funny. Yeah, in the middle of that fight when I, she like gets up on the table. Yeah. I I could not stop laughing. Like I there were tears. It, it just mm-hmm. it just really made me laugh. Um, well, you know, you 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 think about when Mitzi screams at the table, I started therapy. But then the, like the scene or two prior to that is when they get that monkey and yes. they name it Benny. Benny. And you're like, that's devastating. Like you're just it's saying the quiet part. Her. It's insane of her. And you're just saying the quiet part out loud at this point. And that's the magic of that movie where, oh God, that's so corny. But it's like, you, you realize that that's the combo of, of the movie where you're like, wow, something can be so sad. And then like your mom just like finally unleashes this, this news <laughs> that she's finally wanted to do. Oh, it's so good. No, it was funny. It made me laugh. Um, I will mm-hmm. say the Christian girlfriend killed me. So mm-hmm. funny. So funny. Um, and yeah, I, re- I I feel like the beginning was really, really strong. Um, and it kind of goes on. Mm-hmm. But it's very you know. vignette Yeah. And then I loved that it was uh, John uh, Ford at the end. Yes. That was um, a very sweet ending. The quiet man poster got, got me <laughs> to my soul. Yeah. One of my favorite movies as a kid. Used to watch it with my dad all the time. Yeah, I just saw it um, this past St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Um, but Another it's... very corny movie. Yes. Couldn't get made today. <laughs> Incredibly problematic. <laughs> very Irish. Yes. Um, and it's, yeah, and like, you know, all the performances, like you said, and um, Gabriel LaBelle is like really overlooked. And Julia Butters was so good. Oh my I god! I think she is. She's like quietly a heart, a big heart of the movie. Where absolutely, like, I don't, I don't know. When is that, she? Is no that scene with her and and Sam? Yeah, like after um, the, when he shows I mean, her. It, yeah, that's that's like really a really incredible. like a top five scene, and it's it's maybe the thesis of the whole movie in a lot of yeah. ways. Of that, she was able to see like both sides of it of the parents. And I was trying to decide if it was like, if Steve was trying to say like that, you know, it was, if it was kind of an apology to his dad for like being on his mom's side or an apology to his mom for being on his dad's side, like what was going on, but he was clearly working through a lot of trauma that, um, and very head on in that way. I was reading yeah. his Wikipedia and, and some of these facts are, are down to the letter. Um, yeah. I don't know if his mom actually left his dad for his dad's best friend, but <laughs> I don't, I think what was, I mean, I know that the entire Cammy trip happened. Yes. And, yeah. and like that film actually was played out as it, as we saw it. Um, you know, it's like, uh, we're all big Oscar fans here. Like mm-hmm. this miniseries is, is Oscar based and like, he's, he's campaigning this year. Like he's definitely trying to like put this movie out there and, and oh, speak on absolutely. it with such vulnerability. And he's, he's like, and he hasn't said, I waited until my parents weren't with us to make this movie, but he hasn't not said that either, <laughs> which is interesting where it's like, I don't know if he could be this open with his mom and dad's, you know, still with us. And, and I think it's not just for the, for I, them having, being able to see it, but more for like the absence of them in his life, right? Yeah. Where, Where it's like this open wound. Yeah. It's this closure that he has to yeah. have um, with them gone now versus like, oh, I don't want them to see what I think, right? Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. think it's that, but yeah. I mean, he's just the best, like 
the thing is he's just the best at what he does and so like the movie is perfect right like every shot is perfect um and I do think like there's like some sincere emotion there and everything but it's like is it about him discovering his love of film and discovering his love of you know making movies is it about his family is about his parents divorce like it like you said it kind of is just like a bunch of vignettes so like you know if you took a step back from this is steven spielberg like would people like the movie as much i don't know right yeah i don't know i think that's that's you know of course like it's it's a word season you'll you'll see pushback but yeah it's 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 crazy because i i mean for me i think i would but of course like because it's steve you get this sort of tragedy to it mm-hmm. because I don't think Sammy understands that he's so good at making movies yet. Right. And it's like everyone around him is seeing that, that, um, you know, it's like I, I had the, a few weeks ago, friends of the show, um, Charlie Nash and Brendan Doyle, they were here a few weeks ago. We had this like two hour convo about Fablemans and we were saying like, whenever he screens a film for like Benny and Bert and Mitski and all of his friends and family, he seems like really sad, like mm-hmm. not amped to be like showing this film. Oh yeah. I think that's like, and same we got, like, as only... with the, yeah. With the school video at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or even like, he doesn't seem enthused or like the boy scouts thing like that. That's not, you know, it's like, oh my God. But, Cause all of this scene comes so natural to him yeah. that he's not like working at it. It just like, I think that's like so special about this movie where it's like, he doesn't realize that he's Steven Spielberg yet right Um, it's kind of a flex like like I do think (laughs) the the sequence with his his one of his boy scout friends where he you know he's he's directing that scene yeah and he's like all of your friends you led them here and they're all (laughs) dead and this kid takes it so to heart and is so moved and it's just like he keeps walking and it's like stop like where are you going (laughs) um yeah and like yeah. yeah and then like um at the end with the uh with the school video and he's just like so depressed yeah. about his parents divorce that he doesn't realize the effect that he's had on this like awful bully right who's a yeah. horrible person who he's made cry because he was so nice about him in his movie you made me look yeah. like i can fly um but yeah there's a lot there's a lot to unpack and there's a lot of good there i think in terms of yeah. story um but i mean that last shot was great with the you know which i do feel like we have a lot of in our movie that we're going to talk about um yeah. yes. where the you know the cameras at the bottom of the of the frame or at the top you know it's doing interesting uh, horizon yeah things to like block their actors absolutely yes. absolutely um, oh it's so good and, but, and yeah. yeah and then of course like you get that cool line where it's like then maybe I'll make a movie about you one day. And it's like, oh, yes, doing that's it right so now. meta. Like, and I do, I <laughs> said to my friends when we were leaving last night, I was like, oh, I was like, I bet you that's what he wished he said in that moment. You know, right. if that's, he's, he's, he's rewriting history a little bit there. But yeah. if he did say it, it's very cool. It's very <laughs> meta. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, how did you know? Um, but like, thank God for the great Tony Kushner. Like, I think this would have been oh, like, not God. like a mess, but like it, it takes a more interesting yeah. shape. And like David, David Lynch actor, just yeah, <laughs> ridiculous, so good. ridiculous, and it's like, ah, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you oh, guys yeah. seen Bones so and All yet? Um, I have a screener for it, but oh, not yet. yeah, 
I saw it. What'd you think? I I mean, I think it's fantastic. I think it's so good. I think it's weird as hell. I think I went with two of my friends and one of them watched in the crook of my elbow and the other one was just munching on her snacks the whole time. So there's a spectrum of the way that people will respond to this movie. Um, I told Giselle, I was like, don't see it. (laughs) I don't think you'll like it. Um, But I think the, there's some really good performances in there that definitely aren't mm. going to get honored. I think this is not a movie the Academy is going to go for, you know, but like Michael Stuhlbarg doing Michael Stuhlbarg once mm. again in a Luca movie is just insane to watch. And like almost the same way, but also an exact opposite character. Mm. Um, and I think Timmy's great in it too. Yeah. Yeah. He's but so I'm cool. kind of a sucker for Timmy. <laughs> yeah. No, he's one of, he's one of her greats right now. Um, yeah. I've heard like Mark Rylance is surprisingly. A he's really good. Yeah, also. he's really good in it. He's creepy as hell. Um, and then of course, yeah. like the movie doesn't work without Taylor Russell. Like she's mm. she's a star. Like I think I hope this will like really kickstart awesome. more projects for her because she's. Yeah. I mean, I hated Waves, but she was excellent in it. I was just about to say that. No, I like <laughs> I like her in Waves. But yeah, I, that's her that's, and Lucas Hedges. <laughs> that's a lot to unpack. Um, you know uh yeah that's yeah that's nice yeah I'll I'll get to uh, there's so many more yeah, to watch right now. I know I know I mean I still have so many to see in theaters like yeah um I missed Glass Onion I was so upset I like yeah. wanted to go see it but just didn't have the time um mm-hmm. so I'll be watching it on Netflix on Christmas with the rest of the plebeians <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, that's what I'll, I'll be doing soon too but yeah um, you and I will be there with the okay have you seen Barbarian? I haven't, but I was told to see it by my barista at my coffee place down the block. <laughs> That's fun. Um, um, they were um, wearing a shirt that said, um, we come to this place for magic. Or it was, um, I don't know what quote it was, but it was one, it was a quote from the Nicole Kidman AMC ad. Yeah. And I just said, I was like, I love your hat. I have to say, I love your hat so much. And they were like, oh my God, thank you so much. They were like, I was just the movies last night. I was like, oh my gosh, like I got to get there I was like what'd you see and they're like oh by Barbarian I was like oh my gosh Mm. okay so I've heard it's it's excellent like I know it's on HBO Max it's on the list I gotta watch it um but you loved it it's nutty yeah it takes a pivot where it's like I'm with you but it's like you're with it less so than before the pivot right um not like with Parasite not with (laughs) <laughs> it's it's kind of, it's like it, that's not too far off of like a comparison actually got it because with this one it's definitely it's timely and it tries to like it tries to land the plane but like the plane is kind of shaky as it's landing right I don't I don't know I'm, I'm throwing out a lot of metaphors but it's like no, it's weird I what you you're just saying. don't expect it you yeah. know it's, um it has a really strong first half like Bill Skarsgård is of course like a very staggering presence he's great um, He's great. Uh, like, like this first half before it's pivot. Bef- I mean, it's not I, like everyone knows he's in it before Justin Long shows up. Mm-hmm. It's it can make like a really good short. Is like right. what I thought. Um, I but... saw someone calling for an Oscar nomination for Justin Long. Oh, interesting. I was like, I, I, I was like, I get what you're saying because of what I've heard about that movie, but also be for real. <laughs> Let's be serious yeah. here. His character is very thorny, and mm-hmm. I, 
I don't know. I, I mean, that's, that's interesting. I um, yeah. If someone puts them on, puts Justin Long as like supporting actor personal ballot, that would be fascinating. I would love um, that. I think here's what I will say as like something that I liked much more than Barbarian, 13 Lives, uh, the new Ron Howard movie, which is like maybe my biggest surprise of the year. I oh, was wow. shocked to have okay. liked this this much. Uh, it's a crazy true story about like the, the Taiwanese soccer team that was trapped in a cave and then right. they had to like, like make them unconscious yeah, to then no, like remember when pull them happened. out of the cave. It was so and scary. I, like, I had no idea this happened. Uh, Who's in it? Colin, Fer- Colin, Colin Farrell, Farrell, who one of our greats right now, uh, Viggo Mortensen and Joel Edgerton. I was uh, just about to say Joel Edgerton, who is all Joel about those sell you on disaster movies, but also is just an <laughs> excellent, excellent presence yeah. in any um, then. Joel Edgerton, all about humility and integrity. But, uh, you know, this is like, it's just about like procedure and like sort of getting the job done and saving uh, the precious lives that mm-hmm. are, thir- no, there's 13 of them, but it's it's like really good. It's like on Amazon Prime and it's like really long, but it's like, wow, like everything is just like really well done here. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I, I just had no idea I was going to like it as much as I did. I love that. I love when you yeah. have a little surprise, right? Yeah, like it's, it's, always... it's a gift. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's like, I kind of like, I knew I was going to love table events. Like that's no yeah. spread, but it's like, yeah. Yeah. I'm dying to see the menu. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite of the year is yeah, probably of triangle of sadness right now. Mm. Um, just ridiculous and so funny, but so smart. And like some amazing performances from like actors I've never heard of before, but that I should have, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like course. Harris Dickinson is a star. I mean, that, Harris Dickinson um, is like, I'm like, date me, please. You're so and, hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, ridiculously hot. But um, um, Harris Dickinson step on me. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I also just watched him in uh, See How They Run over the mm. holiday, um, which was so stupid, but so cute. Um, and then, you know, what was a surprise for me recently was Spirited. Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell's musical yeah. Christmas movie on Apple TV Plus. I watched it with my mom. I liked it. <laughs> it was charming. We yeah, I thought it was charming. I thought the songs were great too. Like for sure. In comparison with Disenchanted, the songs were <laughs> way elevated. And that's Spirited, my girl. That's my girl right there. You know, uh, I ride or die for Amy Adams. But <laughs> Amy's in a pickle right now. Your girl is. It's been. It's it's been so difficult for us, Amy Adams heads. Yeah, Um, I believe that she still has another arrival in her. um, Yes, but she just needs to pick better projects. Yes, it's bizarre. The run, if you look at it, it's so bad. It's so bad since arrival. Basically, it's like nocturnal animals vice hillbilly elegy disenchanted oh i can't <laughs> although i will say for disenchanted i feel like people are being too hard on it it's a kids movie what was the john mark valet tv show what was why am i forgetting oh my god the... sharp objects Shatter, she sharp should objects have, she yeah. should have won an emmy for but i was gonna uh, say Shatter Glass, robbed it. it yeah patricia and, and it... robbed her of it sorry <clears throat> i'll said what i said was... what i said <laughs> it was it was it's like that is her last great thing like with a bullet for me yeah but it's like that's a it was right after not, arrival not, it was she right was after like arrival yeah she was peaking and that's i just want her to not, have a it's second. not a movie right like her last great 
movie was Arrival. And that was mm-hmm. 2016. 2016. Like, she's deep in a hole somewhere. I don't know. But I'm just, I love my girl. It's strange. I just can't. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's sad. It's sad. But we're going to, we're going to pray for a comeback. I watched a movie. Okay. 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 Things right. are, things are g- getting better for you. We boy. love the bare minimum. Um, you know, it's Pascal season. I got finals, you know, things are happening. Me um, Me too. I watched, well, okay, you're just a better person. I don't know what to tell you. Um, so during the whole sight and sound uh, mm. madness, uh, former guest uh, uh, and also, you know, gonna, future guest, mm-hmm. uh, Vice Victus, uh, he posted past, yeah, past, past and future. future. Uh, he posted a nice little thread of you know because the 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 discourse was getting you know you know it's twitter it's really couldn't engage with that to be honest yeah (laughs) it was i honestly i just found it kind of silly um but he was like okay fuck all that shit what's the what's your favorite ass whooping in like cinema like just throw in in this thread just throw in your favorite ass weapons um and he used as an example a scene from SBL Kill Zone, which is a Hong Kong film starring Donnie Yen, directed by the legend Wilson Yip. Um, he posted a clip from it, and I'm like, this shit looks incredible. I love Flashpoint. Um, it's so good. It's one, yeah, it's definitely like a fucking masterpiece. My, mm, I don't know. I mean, it's Donnie Yen at his best um but i saw the clip for the uh you know he posted the clip for this one and i'm like okay it has to be streaming somewhere where can i watch it um and i just and it was actually on sale on like itunes so i like bought it for six dollars um and it's man donnie yen dude like just what he can he's truly like action heads know how good he is and like film film people know how good he is but like he is our closest thing to our modern day Jackie Chan by far in the sense of choreographing all of his own shit choreographing basically entire uh, you know action of a movie that he stars in but doesn't like produce or write um of course and of course this is common and this is common in Hong Kong cinema but like i don't think not as much anymore um and this was and this came out early 2000s I think was like 2000 oh 2005 um and of course he's made his mark in America via just like the it man series and whatever b- blockbuster he pops into for a second but the stuff he has done in you know in China is it's it's extraordinary extraordinary of course his filmography isn't as deep as Chan's but it's still super just in, in, insanely impressive um this one though the fights are incredible um it looks so good it's so colorful um it, the story is all kind of all over the place it has one of my favorite actors simon yam who is a huge collaborator of uh johnny toe i think he's like in almost pretty much all of his movies besides maybe one one or two um and he's incredible at, at uh, in it as um it, it, the plot is you know it's it's very bare bones cop uh crime thriller uh it's really dark which i wasn't uh expecting like the ending is is like pretty fucked up um 
but yeah, it's just it's it's just a solid solid what hour and oh yeah, it's a solid ninety minute action movie to watch. Okay, um, why didn't it, you just start with that? Is it's streaming on Tubi? I mean, they don't like usually. You know, Hong Kong action films don't take too long. That's true. So. That's sort of their bread and butter runtime. Yeah. And of course, we've talked about Donnie Yen on the pod before. Sure. Um, yeah. And I'm gonna try to also get into more Wilson Yip, um, who's mm-hmm. a very frequent collaborator with Donnie. Um, he does. He's done all the four Ip Man Ip Man movies with um, Donnie. Even though Ip Man has like a thousand different films because they keep finding like different actors, but like the main series, um, I haven't seen those. Surprisingly, I know it's that seems crazy for how how much of an action aficionado I am, but definitely want to watch that. Sounds interesting. Yeah, we'll have to put it on the list well yeah and I, I i've also pimped the streaming service out before it uh, spl Killzone wasn't on it but um if you want to get into more hong kong action and korean thrillers and horror and stuff like that definitely get yourself high yeah it's a streaming service it's like you can get it as an amazon sub channel it's like four bucks a month <laughs> i know I know it's a silly How many title. Amazon sub channels do you think? But it's there like are? four bucks a month. Their catalog is super deep. It's usually filmed. It sounds you can't so really fake. Find. It sounds it every is, time you talk it, about it, it sounds it's not real. H I dash W A H. It's a lot of Donnie Yen um films. I'm, try, uh, I'm trying to search for it. It's giving me a virus. I'm so confused. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> no, <laughs> fucking try it, huh? Um yes. I I was going to say something. Meg Brady, you and I watch, or we listen to uh, the Big Picture podcast, mm-hmm. and when um, Clay brings up the sight and sound list, I'm now thinking of Sean being like, ooh, what's this? Interesting. Ah, I can't <laughs> believe that moved up the rankings. <laughs> it's like a minute of that. That's, no, that's the, the yeah. reactions <laughs> were just very funny, and yeah. I couldn't bring myself to really engage with it. Yeah. I did a it, brief, a brief you know, a brief scroll skin. through twitter you're like, you're done. um and then i was like um, okay <laughs> sure it, it was cool it was like a cool i mean like it's a once in a decade oh, yeah. thing that's absolutely like, and oh, so cool nice to see then. like different people's ballots like different yes. directors and and people you know what they pick right yeah um the director's lists were a lot of fun those were more interesting I loved, like than the barry jenkins thing. one i loved seeing martin scorsese's mm-hmm. like, it well was the very, director yeah. the director's list was much better than the critics and yeah. i mean i'll oh. i'll be all that, that and that's just a that's just a fact uh and, and it's funny because i know more critics than i do directors and so it's sure. like yeah. i actually know people who submitted those lists who submitted ballots right of course right exactly um, and respect to you yeah. respect to you i love you all but those that director's um, list was straight I mean, heaters. Like, it's just it seems like such an impossible task right like even for someone with like a storied knowledge of the history of cinema like martin's 10 films right yeah like Like, did you guys see joanna hogg's list that was pretty cool i didn't see hers that was pretty pretty cool i gotta look i it's one of those things did you guys see like after that went around like and the discourse was kind of nearing its end someone uh, tweeted out like screenshots of this is what critics said during the 50s when in reaction to the sight and sound list do you guys see that oh no was it like the same kind of horror (laughs) well it's 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 
more brutal like the excerpt is like of this like article is all these critics saying this is fucking stupid why would you make a list this is like this is ridiculous this like they basically spat on it and i think like some of them cheated and were like i'm adding 11 fuck you like it was like they just they did they had zero respect for the idea itself yeah Mm. found that very funny it is just like the it's making arbitrary. of a list is is just to annoy people with what has been left off it, right? Yeah. At the end of the day. That's why I don't like, like aggregates. I like people. I like that's the thing. That's that's why I think we all agree is that we want to see the person, like the individual's list. I don't give a right. fuck what the overall consensus is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like we're so concerned about what's seven through ten and not not like the five. Like where do things place, not just like the actual uh, list itself mm-hmm. but the ranking i think ranking has really killed uh, like well, also it's like and people were like why is this so much higher than this it's because and it's like it's not because they meant to do that on purpose it's literally a numbers game it's literally that yeah. this was appeared more than the other film it wasn't that people were saying this is better than this it was that this just made more appearances yeah and that's when that aggregate kind of means nothing then because like mm-hmm. why rank them if it doesn't actually mean anything it's just like oh, yeah. it's just that it appeared more it was the more common film it's just like this is like a fucking rotten tomatoes thing it's where it's just like this doesn't yeah. add and of course uh-huh. like sense. seeing like how 2022 compared to 2012 sight and sound was really interesting like i forget what publication said it but it was like the godfather part two and chinatown dropped off the list at so-and-so spots it's like okay we gotta like i like it as a sociological like let's like like you know licking your finger and putting it up in the air and be like what's the temperature you know Mm -hmm. like what 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 how we feeling um but no not as like actual canon fuck off i don't care yeah and like i think it was like i mean we've covered all of the the 2010s films that have made it you know so it's like kind of cool that that it's like we we can kind of see like what's going to live on and and who is now oh, on the same sound them. list yeah yeah I'll, yeah that's just, so cool I'm, yeah like uh we've done portrait get out parasite and moonlight and it's like right. those are definitively the four that will like move live on into like i mean the yeah. the canon um but but it's i bet like you get, P- i bet really get i bet get out gets off that list and i bet another peel movie gets on there oh that's a good prediction by Not the next one that time. exists yet though Yes. maybe maybe not i don't know nope hmm. i liked it but i i just think like he has more he has something you know he has something obviously. else yeah he has exactly. something that's gonna be better than get out he yeah. gets some. Yes. he i i i don't i don't people say like i don't know like i think his scripts have not like i think the quality of them has has not been like a climb like it hasn't been like an ascending thing like i think the get out is his best script and then you can throw in us or nope in whatever other second place you want Mm -hmm. but his filmmaking um talents have only gotten better yeah i love only got i really liked us i really liked us like it's just his eye for directing keeps improving and so i'm like I think I said this I when Nope mean. came out. I, I I think when I like because Nope is just in a the, the sphere pure like the scale of it is insane. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, when well, I saw they, it, like, I'm just handed like, him, you know, the keys to the bank, and they were like, "Do what you want," right? Which is yeah. amazing, which I love, even though you know, because it's what it's Warner Brothers, right? 
no, it's universal. It's, uh, universal. Yeah. universal, but yeah, even though Peel's Universal is like has no other money, they're like Jordan Peele can do whatever you yeah. want. <laughs> it's uh, and now and now Nolan is making movies at Universal. Shyamalan is making movies at Universal. It's like interesting. Like they're giving a lot of freedom to these people who are like, yeah. yeah. What if the next <laughs> the next we, Titan sound list has old? What if old just pops? I mean, in don't there? fuck it. Don't fucking roll. I mean, that come would on. Be so that would funny. be awesome. I would. Just like all out of all of his movies, like old. That's the one. Guys, we went to the beach. Uh, we decided it's old. Uh, we went beach, to the, the beach, beach that makes old. you old. We, yeah. we went to the beach. I still need a T-shirt that says "I went to the beach that makes you old," and I all I got was this lousy T-shirt. How has I mean, that, that not been was, a shirt? Yet? I know, right? Holy That's sure it was. I'm right? sure it was. That right? that joke was rampant. It really was rampant. I think my letter. I think my letterbox reviewer is motherfuckers be old. So I mean, we are all doing. We are all having a blast. All oh, the old. What a jokes. good. What a good movie, you guys. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, but it's. I, I just find it interesting. Like just to wrap up on our sight and sound corner. Um, you know, it's like you get like I think some cool contemporary stuff like in the top fifty. Um, like I think not. I'm not looking at the list, but it's like in the mood for love, Mahal and Drive, and Botrevai. Like all made it pretty high. It's like right. if that's what we're considering, like great. Both of I was top ten. Yeah, it's top ten. Yeah, something like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah. But I'm happy. My, with the it list. was funny hearing what my mom. It's bought. cool to see a new number one. That's that's cool. Yeah. Well, the fu- the funny thing is, my mom like she heard like you know like they t- covered it on like whatever whatever trashy uh, Hollywood news show she watches. And I'm, and she was like, "Oh yeah, you hear about this? They put some, you know, per, uh, pretentious Belgian film at the top." And I kind of got mad at her. I'm like, "You haven't seen it? <laughs> what, like, what? You know, these are these are your tastemakers, blah blah blah." I didn't necessarily say it like that. I wasn't an asshole, but I was just kind of like, "I don't know. That seems you. I've known. I know what you've watched. I know what kind of French <laughs> cinema you've seen in the past. You don't yeah. don't act like you're above this. Come on, yeah. like I I know your taste. This isn't. I feel like you know." whatever and um, it's to clay's point that it's like checking the wind now it's like chantal ackerman is a filmmaker that's a lot more influential to right now than she would be to like list in the past and that's but just now like she wants so to watch it but now my mom wants to yeah, watch yeah that's that cool movie. and yeah, and and yeah. that's the and, and i think that's one of those things where no matter what how the list turned out and no matter what your disagreements with that mm-hmm. or your disagreements with like the placement or what got left out that's kind of cool that's just pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And no, and it's like, it doesn't even matter if Clay put uh, number one as Universal Soldier. It doesn't even matter uh, at that point. But no, I put it, my number one was Dread. And they, <laughs> act, they actually blocked me from every single piece of, like they blocked my phone number. They blocked my email, Twitter, Instagram. You're, yeah, you're banned from interacting with the BFI. Um, yeah, very, very exciting times. Um. Meg Brady, what was the last time that you, what was the first time that you saw Ida? Nazywa się Wanda Gruz. To jest jedyna siostry prewna. Powinna ją siostra poznać, zanim złoży śluby. Nazywasz się Ida Lewenstein. Nie powiedziały ci przez tyle lat. Jesteś Żydówką. 
domu, kiedyś mieszkała nasza rodzina. Tu nie mieszkali żadnych ludzi. Oboje wiemy, do kogo należał ten dom. No i co tu robisz? Jak zginęli? Actually, a couple months ago. Okay. And then Exciting. yesterday. <laughs> what made you watch? What What was the spur of the moment a month months ago? What was, was the like, kind of just like? It was just hey, so short random. Movie. It was short movie, so random, on, you know, on a prime on prime situation, and I feel like I on that app especially I just find myself watching the most random things, and then I was like, oh, this is this literally won an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah, did um, you figure did you know that after or after, before? After. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I I it was really weird and random. And then when you <laughs> sent me the list, I was like, oh wait, I just watched this movie. Um oh, what timing? Did you know yeah. its reputation? Like, did you know it was no. like well received? I really did you didn't. The I really didn't. Did you recognize the so... title? No, I didn't. Oh, I really didn't. This yeah. is a complete blind watch. And then I then I really like obviously went down the rabbit hole and I obviously know the director. And then I was right. like, okay, like all this makes sense, right? Like, but did a lot of reading about it. And then yeah, just like rewatched it um yesterday. And it's I mean, just exceptional in my opinion. Like, and I know like obviously we're talking about it because it won an Oscar, but I think mm-hmm. it's like so deserving of it. And not that I've seen all the other movies it was up against, of course, because I need to catch up, but um like realizing the cultural significance after watching it was like really interesting. And I was happy that I went into it kind of blind. You know what I mean? In the same way that yeah. like people would have when it came out in 2013, which like isn't that long ago, but it's not a movie that I would have been going to see in 2013, right? Like when I was a freshman in college. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, there's so much to be said about it. And I mean, number one, I loved that it was 81 minutes. That's mm. always a treat. One of its especially for an Oscar winner, it feels absolutely like so rare. unheard of. Oh, so there, I mean, I know like uh, Marty, the best picture winner from the 50s in Moonlight, a whole like the shortest runtime for a best picture winner. And Moonlight's like 140, like that's not yeah. even that. Yeah, short. I was gonna say, Moonlight is not that short, yeah. Like, I think like Rocky is pretty long. short too, like, there's weird records for that, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and going through that Best Picture winner series, I I did. Rocky like, is two hours. It shows like how how long some of them are. Oh my god, 
I mean, but I think that, but I do think two hours, but I bet like that, like it's just under two hours. I bet that is like one of the shorter ones because all of them are so long. I feel like maybe I would, I would, I'm curious if this is the shortest uh, international film winner. Cause I, I bet that might not be the case. Cause I feel like. At least that we have to do it's by far. Um, How, how, how long is a separation? A separation is our two hours, I think. Oh, or 50 okay. something like that yeah. oh right. i love that movie. yeah it's interesting so good. yeah um, it, it, it's almost like it's you so yeah it never happens compact it's so mm, compact yeah. it's like unbelievable i couldn't but yet it takes its time so it was just like mm-hmm. 81 minutes of contradictions mm. in so many different ways like within the plot with the two main women that we have and with the pacing and the you know speed at which the movie goes by but also it feels like every like no not a second is wasted even mm-hmm. when there are like these long lingering shots um which was just like stunning to be honest like very mm-hmm. like not something we see anymore right because when there are long shots a lot of the time it's like oh like let's drag you know it's to drag out a feeling in that way it's and... a call upon itself it's yeah. about it's like it's a flat it's flashy instead of actual and... like yeah to be like that long shot right but meanwhile this one like it knows exactly what it needs to do it knows exactly how long the camera needs to be on someone's face or on a shot of like a you know frame of like that like barren countryside of poland right um yeah just yeah i i really i really loved it i loved it i really liked on the second watch yeah, same. Um, I'm I'm actually not too dissimilar from yourself. I uh, I remember Cold War was about to be nominated for the Oscar. I had seen Cold War, or it was like when it was nominated. It was like in that mm-hmm. time where it was like which was, it was recently. Like pretty, it was yeah. It was like that was two years I ago? saw exactly. Yeah, it was 2018 mm-hmm. uh, or the oh, 2019 ago, season. Um, we'll talk about more cold war when we do Roma, but it was it was like i was really taken aback by it um i saw that my freshman year of college and it was like really interesting to see like wow like i i had never seen like a movie this recent like made like this um and it's that and then that prompted me to go and check out ida and i was like whoa this is like made the same way but it was and it also like they share those two movies share a similar runtime uh and yeah i just remember being really taken back by this one too and it feels like such a relic of the past like it feels like a movie that that was like made like from so long ago like it it feels like a like a bourbon movie from the 60s but it's but it kind of like has the digital look to like make it feel contemporary um and also oh God, like, I mean, it has nominated this, for best cinematography best cinematography of course which yeah deserved and, because oh yeah. my god um i think it lost gravity if i'm not mistaken that sounds right yeah um, i think so maybe you got the year wrong because this this one's weird where it's like i always thought it was 2013 because that's what letterbox yeah. has it listed as but it's but actually it's... in one in 2014 which weird but um I also remember in that Oscar season. It was the 2015 forget, Oscars, though. It was the 2015 Oscars. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I forget who tweeted it. It might have been multiple people. 
um, it was when Cold War was in the award season mm-hmm. and everyone was, was having thirst tweets about Pavel Pavlikovsky. I mean, and it was like, <laughs> you know, absolutely yeah, as they should, absolutely, as they should. And it's like, you just wouldn't expect that. Cause it's, cause he's like, oh man, who made like these two, like sort of like, um, you know, stately dramas that are, they're very character heavy. Um, and devastating. And dev- yeah. And like how it seemed just sadness to them. It lost the cinematography Oscar to Birdman. Birdman. Okay. That sounds, yeah, Yeah. that sounds right. Yeah. Um, But, and it was also like, you mentioned Poland and of course, like it has its roots firmly planted here and it was cool. Like, of course, Pavel Kosti is Polish, but spent most of his life in the United Kingdom. And it was cool. Like, yeah, I went back to my childhood and revisited these, these locations and like, then like discovered a lot of my family making this movie that's that's like that personal side i think that brings a lot of humanity out from ida and wanda to me which oh my God. it could have been like just like absorbed in its world if not for that right this yeah. like feeling of going somewhere that you're supposed to know so intimately intimately Absolutely. but is just a completely strange world to you like for anna slash ida right like she is thrown out of the only world she's ever known mm-hmm. which is so strange you know stringent and like strict and you know set in its ways into this like world that's also like cold and bleak but also in a lot of ways like full of this life that maybe she's never experienced before like with the sax saxophone right Mm. blaze yeah yeah and like and with wanda who's like so like the opposite of anything she's ever known yeah yeah it's uh it's like really affecting you know in in a way that you wouldn't think like an 80 minute black and white film would be right yeah absolutely yeah no it's so compact so i'm looking so speaking of the runtime i was just looking at some of the past winners it is kind of nuts how a lot of them are just like hour 40 hour 40 hour 40 like there's not even a ton Mm -hmm. of long ones and Mm -hmm. so i don't know I don't have any grand conclusions to draw from that about like the difference between, you know, best picture winners and international film winners uh, when it comes to runtime and that intersection or, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what sociological uh, uh, trend that is. Even if we did have a conclusion, it would be hard to make one that is like not going to take up this entire episode because like that's right that's a lot to dig into i know what you're you're almost saying though that maybe <laughs> americans that's... are are to toot their own horn a little bit too much and think think that they're so their self-importance is so i great don't know or maybe they have just, to make three-hour yeah. movies Meg, or maybe off. it's just like a different... james cameron <laughs> no, i'm kidding <laughs> i'm kidding i'm joking Hang on, are Please we betting against? Are we betting against Big Jim right now? Oh man, it is so funny how everyone's James like never Cameron bet. And I lost everything I own. <laughs> it's becoming a meme right now. <laughs> the joke is so stupid. I'm like, we get it's it. So okay, dumb. the movie is right. good. Maybe. Yeah, but it's also he made two I, of the most successful, or like multiple very successful shocking. movies. We're not saying he's not going to do it again, but like I love. Okay, Isaac. Uh, speaking of you know future and for, or past and future guests, uh, Isaac Feldberg. He tweeted out, "Is like, did you guys have like money on this? Like everyone yeah. says." Yeah, on him like who I had money that. on this yeah i saw that was, tweet that yeah. was excellent that made me yeah. laugh um anyway um, no let's not let's not do the avatar discourse <laughs> in the middle um, of the ida discourse and who knows and maybe that's just a cultural thing maybe that's just you know different yeah. different roots of filmmaking and maybe it's not even like a 
who knows maybe there's not even really right. well i mean parasite's pretty long and yeah roma's, so it, roma's pretty long so. yeah right who, I, who knows um so this is my first time seeing ida uh i knew zilch about it it was one of those i love that yeah it is kind of interesting how little i've known about most of these international winners or at least so wait which ones have i not seen that we've covered so far i didn't see them more but i knew what that was about and i knew like the vibes um the <laughs> oh i'm so sorry was it denmark the date it was it danish is that the one that we covered? yeah Den- I- yeah in a better world denmark yeah yeah that movie doesn't exist you're gonna know what even- song of saul is about right Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, that's actually interesting. I well, I didn't know what a fantastic woman was about until you said said that earlier. So that's or that might have been before the pod uh, before we started recording. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, usually I I actually have some kind of idea of what these movies are going to be, even if it's just like by the poster. Um, and I think you can get the vibes of Ida from the poster, black and white, you know, solemn, none. Cool poster. Or whatever. The pink and white. It's pretty cool. Right, right, right. Um, It's, I haven't seen Cold War and I forgot, mm-hmm. and I didn't, I don't know if I knew, I don't think I knew that that was, it was the same dude until I like started, I was like about to watch it. Like I saw his name. I'm like, oh, okay. Also the jazz singer that they go and visit is the main actress in Cold War. Oh. Yeah. I didn't Joanna Coolidge. That. Yeah, the blonde. Yeah, she's very good in it. Yeah, wow. she is uh, quite okay. uh, beautiful. Uh, yes, that's that's what else. I, yeah, I didn't know it was Polish. At first, I thought it was German. Mm-hmm. Um, not like when I was watching the movie. Obviously, I knew they weren't speaking German. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just definitely did not know much about. Um, yeah, it's it's devastating. It's like a very. Did much you expect the laugh track that's film. in the movie? Right. It, it had yeah, a live studio I, audience. Just we and I and this also might this discussion also might have been. I think this was before we started recording, but we are just we're covering some fucking laugh riots. Just some um, knee slappers. <laughs> just total total you know shenanigans galore with these movies. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know. So it's been. It's definitely not as like strenuous and uh soul darkening as a more where you feel like you need to like take a bath and like maybe like maybe like per, like maybe think about like disappearing into the ether of existence this is like it's sad but you know there's it doesn't make you want to like shrivel it's up sad but catholic no i'm just kidding <laughs> but um you know it's like i think we're also coming at this at two different angles where it's like this and a more and like uh, you know, I, I've seen them before and I, I'm just sort of True. like, okay, well, I mean, granted, I haven't seen them in a while, but I'm like, oh, right. This happens in this scene. And I remember what made like, you want to watch Ida for the first time. Was it just because it won? Uh, it was because Cold War really, I loved Cold War and I wanted right. to see more from Pavlikovsky. Right. Yeah. Who, and what was, and when you, and did you expect to like it as much as Cold War or were you just kind of oh, like, um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess I did. Sure. Um, uh, it was, I mean, it's formal construction is so similar mm. that I was just sort of enveloped in it. And it once again, like how could he um, mess this one up? Yeah. yeah one I guess so. <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, is he, do you think he's one of your guys now? I mean, not like yours guy guys, but like one of your um, guys. 
I, as in your bot, you you you've bought his stock. You're. All I want to see more. He hasn't made many movies. I was but just I about see to say. I don't know if you can make him make your guy with the like five films that he's. Made. Yeah, he's made like six movies. I was gonna say. Um, I, I made. I, I was gonna watch. Are like, you excited other... for his next project? I'll put it like that. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, after these two, yeah, of course. Um, but I mean, they're so spread out. You know, yeah. like I think he did. Did he have a project in between? Maybe. Maybe one, no, or no projects in between. I think let's go check. Yeah, that would be what, a three-year gap? Okay. Well, he wasn't a director on it. Mm-hmm. No, four-year gap. just a writer on Lost in Cars, Dan. Yeah, no, five years, tw- 2013 to 2018. Yeah, that's right, because it done it, that, that release date thing is weird. Okay. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones where, right, where it, like it comes out so early, like maybe limited release in December, and then you're like, okay, now we have to wait a whole year. Exactly. For this, this and he, and he, has an inter- he also has an interview where he's like, I don't need to make movies like every year. I can just sort of right. make one when I feel like I have an idea. And that's kind of cool where it's like, sure you'll have like a workman that just is con- that constantly needs to be in the filmmaking process but then right like when they're in post like, on one thing they're in pre on another right, right? exactly yeah, yeah. um i'm i'm a you know i'm more a calling but uh, but i'm i'm an amateur you know i never went to film school and i and i don't see it like you know as a as a i don't have to make a film every year to kind of feel i'm alive in fact i usually just do quite a bit of just not making a film just kind of living having Adventures or not adventures, such as being with my family or just doing stuff, reading books, and only when something kind of really needs something that grows and you know I feel there is a film that that is worth spending two years of my life on. Mm. Only then I kind of jump in, you know. But I don't need to be on the set to feel to feel good about life. No, do you see it in your head first, or do you see it on paper first, or? There's some kind of in my balls, probably more. You know, I mean, no, but honestly, there's a, there's there's an element of the intellect, but above all, there's like a it's a little bit analogous to falling in love. You know, like mm-hmm. this thing. Ah, oh, you know, I love this thing that's growing. You know, and it's not mm-hmm. just one character, two characters. It's characters, their their problems or their kind of paradoxes, and the, and above all, the landscape that goes with the story. You know, mm-hmm. and when you get all these things beginning to align themselves you feel there is a, you know there's a film to be made he's a little so we talked we discussed susan beer's career when we covered in a better world uh, mm-hmm. to start off this series and like susan beer he's made an english language film with my summer of love starring patty constantine right natalie press and emily blunt and i've always heard that one is interesting also 80 minutes I know and Emily Blunt um, was like a relative unknown at that point right? yeah that yeah was like that was like pre-double wares exactly yeah and, uh, wow free can't imagine a pre-W Emily Blunt yeah. world to be honest <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and before Ida and after my summer of love he had a movie called the woman in the fifth also heard good things about that you guys his directorial debut is the last resort 73 minutes. Pavel Koski may be one of my guys. Wow. <laughs> He's really also isn't Ethan Hawke in that woman in the fifth one. Let's find out. I think I think yeah, so. Yeah. Works. Yeah. Works that is that heavy hitters. Yeah, that is that has the Ethan movie. I thought that's a oh, do you guys want to know something kind of nuts? Yeah. Always this was the first Poland <laughs> film that won this award. Oh my god. 
Oh yeah. Good for Ida. I have we that. Stan. Yeah. I think there's a lot of firsts in this in this um decade. I think this is the first time Hungary won for Son of Saul. I think this mm-hmm. is the first time Iran won for um a separation. Iran this is the first time a, a country has won twice, I think in one decade i'm, I'm pr- i mean i could be wrong but it's like this could be the first time that. south korea won yeah one. yeah it was I the first time south that. korea yeah. yeah and mexico <clears throat> no yo no. this um, was this whole decade just first but i mean not not no. the entire decade obviously i mean obviously pain and glory didn't win the oscar we're just like make-believing wait so you guys do get to do parasite then at some point or have you already we've already done it? we already did we've already oh, done it. Damn it. yeah we're doing oh i remember when you did parasite yeah okay okay so oh. we're subbing, we're obviously we're subbing in Pain and Glory for. Parasite. Oh, right, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay, yes, yes. Uh, time is uh, so weird because it's like you have to. Time is so weird, but like... but that Parasite win was right before COVID. <laughs> okay, yeah. hungry, hungry Which won is so before crazy. this. Never mind, hungry, hungry did win uh before this decade. I wanted to, I I yeah. was mistaken with that. Mm-hmm. But everything else, like a lot, of, you know, and I guess we haven't really talked about this, but the beginning, I mean, for the majority of um the existence of this category it's been italy and france dude mm-hmm. they just fucking sweep that shit well think about where the two of the biggest festivals film festivals it's true like, yeah and in venice yeah yeah and some um, of the most influential ma- it's kind filmmakers. of a monopoly you know it is not, yeah. yeah of course um but that's and we'll be doing that's... sort of a traditionalist uh winner in the great beauty um oh the episode yeah so before this but, yeah, Denmark has also won a few before this decade, but most, but it feels like the majority or at least half are all first time country winners. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's really cool. And I, and I wonder if that goes to the Academy continuing to um, diversify where they get their voters from and what countries. Well, Maybe. Hopefully it's working yeah. in some way, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other can of beans. Yeah. yeah I mean, of course, okay. like once we get to uh Roma I think that's going to be like the first one where it manages to crack into picture and is a firm number two you know? right. a more cracked yeah, a more cracked I mean, into picture oh yeah a more cracked into picture too yeah, but it's but just like that wasn't a threat in I do feel picture. like, like Roma, a, I see it was a serious I mean yeah, yeah. Roma was a serious contender a lot of people thought yeah. that was going to happen so <laughs> infamous way possible i don't know what to talk about actually i don't think anyone won or julia got up there (laughs) no one won she was like and that's it good night good night i have to close the show now (laughs) was that that was the that was a hostless year right that was the first hostless year too and she was like we're done (laughs) whoops let's go back to that what did i do oh no more hosts but I mean, 2013 is such an interesting year. I feel like mm-hmm. at the Oscars, because I was looking at obviously like what else is nominated. Like it's an, it's I mean, the whole Birdman of it all was so was so interesting that year, right? Like, mm-hmm. but then we have you know like Redmayne for the Theory of Everything, and that's yeah. like Whiplash, Boyhood, Julianne Moore getting her Oscar. Mm-hmm. the imitation game like just these are all boring i mean i like some i like some of those movies but no oh, it's a boring a, oscar race no, I, I don't dislike Oscars. honestly for the most part i don't dislike any of those movies but watching this yes. today i was like we really needed to make the roma parasite <laughs> pipeline happen a right. little bit sooner you know 
because it's just and I mean it just reminds you of like probably how many movies are sitting sitting in 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 you know best foreign language film that yeah should be in best picture so Mm -hmm. I think that I think it's now I mean 2000 like 2020 you know it was another round and that I I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure didn't get into picture no it got into director oh, though which is director, interesting yeah yeah Vin- but Vin- drive in there but I, this might be I think it just might be a thing that happens pretty much every year now yeah because um, yes. of course drive my Ooh, car got Hamaguchi nominated. got in last year and I think oh, it's right. like and then this year it's like we're expecting like are we gonna see like a I mean you mentioned triglycidus are we gonna see Ruben Oslin, are we going to see Park Jan Wook with Decision to Leave? Like, I don't, yeah, like have there's you, a spot have you open. Have all seen Decision to Leave? I'm Decision to Leave it. fucking rules. I haven't okay. seen it. Okay, I'm dying it's, to see it. It's great. It's on movie in like a few days. Oh, okay. That's yeah. great to know because I do need to watch that. Movie can um, sponsor us anytime they like. Did like. Cold War get into picture or is it just wrong? Cold War just got into film foreign language they were like uh one foreign language no director picture. also he got he into got director, yeah, also director. thank you bizarre yes. yeah they do that yeah, they do this right. thing where it's like and i mean listen i know it's like if i do feel like people talk about this with like the emmys and they talk about it with you know other award shows and things like that about like spreading the wealth and getting you know mm. getting like right a show and then like a different actress and a different actor like that year that shits creek creek won everything it was like mm-hmm. boring right it was like shit's Creek in succession and Zendaya. Um, but with the Oscars, I feel like that does happen more often, more often than with the Emmys, but also it's interesting to separate picture and director mm-hmm. always, always because yeah. like, it's been happening more recently. What has happened? I know. I mean, last yeah. year. Yeah. And the year before that, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> no, it wasn't um, it was but, still closed down. Yeah. But it's just like, you obviously want to see this variety, but then does it make yeah. sense to do it? Right. Where it's like, you know, what if this, this person won best director, why didn't the film get nominated for best picture? Because that's like the yes. almost the closest correlation that you can make to why, you know, at the end of the day. And also I think Cold War was a class. It, it was that. And I think it's a classic or show thing where it's like, I think they wanted to like, do a makeup director nom for Ida mm-hmm. because I think they're like I like I said they're so formally similar and I, I think he's just well liked like he can work yeah. around he's very charismatic um directors like this craft um they're I, I mean they're they're both great but they just do work so well together and I, I hope to cover Cold War someday but it's mm-hmm. but I do feel like doing giving him the nom for cold war does be like we've loved your filmmaking for this movie so what is the leading so i'll ask you to guys two questions what is the leading rate leader in the race for best foreign language film and do you think that person can get into director this year this this year this year right Uh, triangle of sadness Here's That's what I'll say, though. I almost feel like Decision to Leave could get picture, but Triangle of Sadness could get director. Get in, or at least get nominated. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's I, very possible. I, are people seeing it? Because, like, I feel like all you have to go off of that is it's Palm Door win. Which one? Triangle of Sadness? For Triangle of Sadness, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I saw it in a pretty crowded theater in Manhattan a couple months yeah. ago. But that's Manhattan, mm-hmm. so... 
we cannot but you know that's that's where they are though that's where the fucking voting that's where the voting body is it was when i say it was packed it was packed like we had to get seats in the front because i'm going to gold derby because i feel like i'm gonna forget somebody if yeah make sure we're make sure we're talking about this (laughs) we're not missing anyone um meg brady is here of course we ventured into the oscar season that's grace uh no but it's one of those It's one of those things where I feel like I wonder if we'll get multiple foreign language directing. I think that's entirely possible. It's happened entirely in possible. It's like that TikTok. It happened in 2018. Um, Almodovar probably got close in 2019. Almodovar got close. You're right. I know. I, I'd love to see like who are the first and second alternate to best director every year yeah. go because it's like I, I think like Todd Fields Spielberg Sarah Polly, Daniels is like a tight four I don't know if I right mean no you think that Daniels are gonna get in I don't know I if mean Daniels people are love in. that movie I don't know I think, I know. I think, I think it's gonna I think like... it's gonna like get so many nominees it might get it'll probably get picture and special effects and then they'll give then it'll they'll get, have yo in and then they'll call it a day it has well, to they, get editing also I mean I mean Kihu Kwan is like a lock for supporting actor yeah well is he wait uh, as in nomination or win because I don't win, know it looks like yeah really he's yeah, just been like winning a lot he has that narrative and yeah yeah, it's like, giving so wait, like it's win giving Troy Kotzer. It's giving Troy Kotzer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, who's gonna win Best Actress? Um, Kate Blanchett. Can Blanchett because she's playing a real person. No, she's Lydia not. Tarr, Times Lydia, person of the year. Yeah, Times person of the year. Lydia <laughs> Tarr was at the the Emmys. I don't know what else. Oh, um, oh it's a bit. I didn't understand this. It's, it's a, a bit. bit. It's okay. a bit. Sorry. Glenn. All right. I see. I see. I was like, <laughs> no, not. stop it. Not <laughs> real. real. Lydia Tarr can't talk down to you. It's, I would love to see, I mean, for Triangle of Sadness, like, I doubt it's, if it's going to get, if it's going to get foreign language, like, and that's it. But, like, I would love to see Dolly mm. DeLeon get in for supporting. She was so yeah. incredible in that movie. Yeah, she was really good. And is she the one that is unfortunately no longer with us? No, no, no. no. She comes in in the third act as, like, a major player. No, that's, that. um, I forget her name. Charlie Dean, I think is yes, her I name. Think so. She played, like, the girlfriend, uh, Harris Dickinson's girlfriend oh the model yeah i was one of like the five people who actually knew her from black lightning before oh my gosh giselle would know her as well she watches that show that show was good um she played yeah she played like an all i don't want to or no i forget i forget what her actually she was like a assassin model who had five lines uh but she was good she had good physicality um but what was i gonna say oh yeah i don't like who knows it, it yeah the academy is at a very much now like i think they're really kind of bought into the idea of having at least that and I, and you could say it's tokenism and i wouldn't fight you on that um especially oh, with, too i forgot about bardo yeah, that's okay. what do you mean about let's let's, let's forget everything everywhere um no i'm just the foreign language thing the foreign yeah. language like how they include it they'll sometimes throw it a bone in a uh, picture or um director but but with 2018 and then with parasite winning it's kind of changed everything a little bit i feel yeah. like with the idea of 
not just giving the one the best one the award like they're also nominating it outside of that like the second the runner up outside of that right um, it's not like here you got your prize like go home like <laughs> and like worst person in the world gets screenplay oh mm-hmm. yeah drive um, my car and worst worst person in the world what a fucking double banger that those yeah. movies fucking rock so um good. i wonder I'm... i wonder if sorry go ahead oh, sorry please yeah i just wonder if roma is a different shape because the netflix alfonso it's the netflix yeah. thing and i wonder if alfonso crone is Cron. a known entity because he had absolutely. already one director absolutely i would say that i would agree but then like fucking you know the drive my car I mean, of course, Drive My Car wasn't didn't get director, but worse. No, Hamaguchi got into director. Oh, he did. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So never mind. No, I think. I mean, like, yeah, he's not Quran. So it's like, no. I mean, and that's not. That's just in terms of popularity. Of it was course, also not. the ne- sure. that that movie. Not that I don't like that movie. I do. I think it's great. <laughs> but it's it was the Netflix push of it all. It was the whole mm-hmm. narrative of Netflix is finally going to win Best Picture, right? <sighs> like, it's the streaming is coming for the next of movie theaters and this was before covid and before you know the potential you know downfall and it's so interesting not to like detract us to now again like netflix is totally upset like they don't really have a major player like del toro's pinocchio sure maybe glass onion we'll see how that goes but like White noise. Did you see? Did you White see how much money happens. it made in just like yeah. a couple of hundred theaters? And net, yet Netflix is hemorrhaging. I say this all the time. They're hemorrhaging money. They're desperate to keep subscribers. But they're, justify they're putting up that. all their prices, yeah. and yet they can't extend the theatrical release because they want to be able to say to their subscribers, like, make sure you don't cancel your Netflix subscription before December twenty fifth, yeah. because that movie that everyone loved is coming, you know, to your living room. So, mm-hmm. but I bet that happens more though. I don't know if I bet, cause that's so successful. And I, and I kind of had a feeling this was going to happen the moment I heard that Ryan was pushing for like, uh, a, a future like, guest. Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Uh, man, that would be, I would fucking freak the fuck out if Ryan Johnson was on our podcast. I would <laughs> legitimately lose my fucking mind. Um, I would ask him a thousand questions about Garrett Dillahunt and Looper, and then that's it. Um, no, um, I think when I saw that, I'm just like, they're going to find out that they can have their cake and eat it too, because that's going to be a hit in theaters. Obviously, that's like a slam dunk. And they're going to get more cozy to the idea. Obviously, they've already released other stuff. Like, like you know, Roma was in theaters for a hot, hot second. Yeah. And like all these Marishore other things. and Irishmen. Yeah. Right. And I think the fucking Adam Project or whatever the but fuck But I almost that will is. say like, I think the Irishman was in theaters longer than uh, Glass Onion was. Mm-hmm. And it's no, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what is yeah. the logic there? That's a blockbuster versus, you know, the Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> I see your point. That I didn't I... dislike. Also, I took my dad to see it. <laughs> loved it which was required which was yes, required everyone course. had that, me- you everyone did your, got that memo your, yeah my if you irish still have a good relationship father. with your dad you must take him to the irishman i yeah. know we actually failed i didn't take him to see devotion over thanksgiving <laughs> um, <laughs> i think I, yeah i don't know I, I maybe they're just like they're hurt maybe it could be like they're their uh, subscriber base like they don't want to like, admit that they're that their that core they're fundamental platform is wrong yes exactly yeah. they they're don't wrong admit... about 
wide release. Because right. exactly. I think Glass Onion can get into picture. Is my. You guys didn't? Did you see it? Yeah, I saw I it. Yet, I oh saw my it, god! Shallis, has... and did we like it? Oh, real. I mean, I, I I said this. I've said this to multiple people. It, he could. Ryan could have Craig make a movie they can make a movie about Craig inspecting a piece of dog shit for two hours and I'd still be like <laughs> what a pleasant time at the cinema um that was a grand old time I had a smile on my face so obviously it's better than him inspecting dog shit um but it yeah no it's really it's just I, I was never not gonna like it it's one of those films when I saw the trailer I knew it was involved I'm just like I, I just can't see a world where I'm like, oh, I was disappointed. Like, it's mm-hmm. exactly what I want it to be. Not as good as the first one, but I, but the first one's just so solid. Um, but yeah, I mean, it has the neoliberal politics uh, that the Oscars love. So, you know, probably, I don't know. By the uh, way, you I know, forgot, has a bunch we forgot of to mention Knives Out didn't get picture, but it got, it yeah, got yeah. comedy it, but, at the Golden Globes. Knives mm-hmm. Out didn't get picture, but I feel like if they went to 10, it would. Like that's oh, yes. sort of the consensus absolutely. where it's like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You're right. Um, you're right. Not, not that it means anything. And um, that was such a competitive also, year. Yeah. So I could yeah. see, I could see that. I, oh my God, I, I think so it's so many I think movies. It's, that you're... I think it's screenplay and maybe like a production design. Janelle Monet, they'll, maybe they'll call it a day. Like that could be, That'd there. be nice. Um, I don't would, know. They would have to put her in supporting because yeah, that's, yeah, that's the that's where they're running her ass. Even though she's oh, not, she's lead. She play, she's like a lead for sure. We forgot to name the triple R director who just won the New York Critics Circle. Oh, yeah. People oh, are obsessed with that which movie. Which, that could happen. Like, I don't know. Rules that movie. <laughs> that could happen. I don't know. It was the first, like, Bollywood. Or not, it's not, it's not Bollywood. It's, um, oh, it's Tollywood, um, since it's not, um, it's not Hindi film. Um, but I saw that. It was, like, the first film I that's from India that I saw in theaters. Um, and boy was that just a grand old time it's just it's i have a amc not amc um a, a regal no not a regal jesus christ clay a cent a, a cinemark right next okay. to me okay um and they they're really good about showing um tollywood and bollywood films oh i love that and yeah and and we have a apparently like a pretty strong uh you know contingent of like um indian families who will just like you know fucking show up and it's always just really cool just to be that you know that like one lonely white person in the theater just like oh very interesting like just <laughs> like just being like okay i'm like you know you almost feel like an outsider but it is one of those things where you just kind of get a kind of you know you get you get a little glimpse into just what it's like to not just watch the same shit mm-hmm. with the same americans over and over again but yeah no that was one of, i saw that in like ambulance like pretty close together and that was just a great fucking man one of the best like streaks of movies i've had in a theater just two action masterpieces back to back um but yeah michael bay the one and only man what if he got what if that got cinematography i would lose my mind (laughs) it could get below the yeah no it's not not like i don't know like i it's like crazy to me how many sequels are in the conversation though like glass onion way of water wakanda forever but i think it's vulnerable uh and then maverick like that's kind of nuts where it's like you could see a world where three of those are like locks 
to me. I think Wakanda Forever is not getting in. I think no, I don't. Point. But it's like I, a past, you know, it's like a past, that. you know, first one is like very the way, successful. But the way I think it'll get is on, a nost- on a nostalgia basis, right? Is Ruth is Ruthie Carter back for that one? Did she? Yes, is, 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 I, I oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So she'll get. She'll get. She'll why get she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't Absolutely. she? Absolutely. No, what a banging. I, I was watching some clips from the first Black Panther a little while ago, and I'm just like, God, she knows how to fucking compose a shot. Mm-hmm. She is, she is, she is awesome. Yeah, didn't she yeah, also do the film. D didn't she do the D Rees film that I have not seen, Mudbound? Yes, mm-hmm. she did. Yeah. She she shot um the other Kuglers as well. Um Fruitvale yeah, it's, it, and, it's one of yeah. the few Creed uh, looks of those movies incredible. that was like a, can Maybe. I just come? I mean, I've said this publicly, but I am a Creed stan. Oh yeah, that movie's Love incredible. Both of the Creed movies. I am so excited for Creed three. <laughs> oh, she didn't do Creed. Okay, never mind. Could not be more excited for Creed three. And Johnny Jonathan Majors', Majors. Mm. directorial debut by Michael B. Jordan. Lest we. That's forget. gonna be a fun one. <laughs> I'm excited so we are, for that. So we are able to cover those two movies. Are you saying that you would like to? Come on for I'll come on for Creed. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Okay. Interesting. I love Let's Creed. discuss. Um we don't have anyone from Philadelphia, so I think that's <laughs> well, yeah. that's the yeah. other that's the thing though. You know. <laughs> we'll you know I'm Fi- a New York Giants fan, Clay. We're we're gonna have to go to Philly to record now. Philadelphia is tough for me. Yeah. <laughs> um do you guys know how Pavlokoski found the actress who plays Ida? No, I did no. read. I read something about how he had to convince her, like, like bully her into taking the role. Basically, he had to like they had like a conversation about <laughs> what the role was going to be. Is what I yeah is what I saw. And but you could also be right that no, I just think like he he. What I read was that he had a lot of people read for the role, but he only yeah. had her, and she was reluctant to do it. it. Yeah, she was reluctant. He had difficulty in casting, and he found her at a cafe. She's that's, like reading a book. That's so that's so crazy. Like imagine if you're just like enjoying your day and then someone's like, I would like you for my <laughs> truly uh, that is so my Polish film. But that's so um, the story of like a movie like this, right? Yeah. Like you think of Roma and um Yulizia Aparizio. How No, you yes, Aparizio, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, not that she was like completely unknown like that, I don't think, but like fully like. An, a ran you know never led a film before in that way um so it i think feel, it's when it you almost get into feels those... appropriate right mm-hmm. and i think it's when these naturalistic directors who are very much out of like you know outside the hollywood system maybe quran a little less so because obviously he's operating the hollywood system but you know when it comes to the idea of you know pure unadulterated realism and like natural like natural filmmaking and acting i think a lot of directors love the idea of you know getting not necessarily a rando off the street but someone who doesn't have a lot of baggage when it comes to prior roles or prior experiences with you know working um on different projects and stuff someone who's kind of like a fresh face um yeah absolutely and i mean i think like it worked in in a way do you think like maybe there's not as much trained, you know, skill there in um, Ida. Right. Like you could but, say, yeah, I mean, you could argue it's a blank canvas for the director to kind of just. Right. But I do think like 
she's beautiful, but like in this, like, like you're saying blank canvas, this kind of plain way. And it, it almost is like when we first meet her, like you said, she's like such a blank slate. Like there's, you think there's like kind of not much to see there, not much under the surface, but I do think it does. The film does an amazing job. And and I think she, she was very good in it too. She looks 17. Expanding on that right towards the end. And then towards the end, I mean, like when she like puts on her aunt's dress and heels and goes out it's like she looks like this modern woman right Mm. almost like much more modern than even like you know whatever 1962 and this is set um and then you know when she puts the habit back on at the end and like goes back to the convent it's like it's jarring like she she's able to kind of you know like be a butterfly basically but like in this unexpected way she does sort of like go back and forth from these two time periods very well. And, and when she's dancing with the saxophonist, it, it, it is almost like they they do look like a modern. Right. It could well. be any like, decade, probably like since yeah. then. Right. Like it, it's, it's, it was actually that, that was what struck me almost. Yeah. Um, because when I did watch it, watch it um, and I was like looking up some images from it, I was like, Oh, right. I was like, I was like, she really looks like she could be in the nineties right now or in like, you know, yeah. like any time really. Um, so just like having the, the one night the, of freedom, I suppose, yeah, in the seriously. real world. Yeah. She goes crazy. Um, but <laughs> she does it all. It's like, she does it all. Um, <laughs> Drinks, smokes, fucks, yeah, know, uh, yeah. dances. The four it's, her Natalie, it's her Natalie Portman in Black Swan moment. Um, oh my God. I was perfect. Like, yeah. <laughs> And uh, it goes to the production design as well, where it's like a lot of it feels oh, like my also like has a foot in both uh, a contemporary and um, a, a, a period piece setting. Well, especially because like so much of it is so stark, right? Like, right. I was about to the say the walls same thing. are yes. so blank and in, you know, in the comet in the beginning, I was like so focused. There's like so many lines, like straight lines, like, in, like a lot of negative space. Yeah. Sure. Lots of negative space. Um, and especially being outside a lot right is like it opens your imagination up to like any any period of time almost even though we're in a very specific period of time right yeah but there's not a ton of like like the cars of course look you know a little bit different like you know a Mm -hmm. little you know older and stuff but it, it doesn't it definitely doesn't have that 60s like look at all this different architecture I mean and of course these are different like you know I think it also maybe comes from my experience of watching American films that were take place in the 60s or whatever that you can all almost especially in American films like you can just almost tell immediately just by the cars the architecture the uh mm-hmm. fashion and all that this it's like I don't know that could I I was like at first I was like it was this 50s it's the 70s like it's not there's no there's not a ton of real like shouting in your face this is in the 60s right um besides like yeah like of course you have the music and stuff like that but yeah you eventually get the idea but it's not super the the thing that stands out is it's post-war feeling and that goes Mm -hmm. with the negative space and how stark and just how empty everything feels it all feels like there's just been this com- this hole, this like deep void everywhere you go. There's this just like this fucking gap that hasn't been replaced and everyone kind of feels it. And it's like the elephant in the room. Everyone is like almost wants to say this is fucked up, right? 
like just like they like yeah. all of a sudden in the middle of the conversations like this is really fucked up how are we like here how is mm. this like happening yeah how um, are we existing how are we like going on basically right. after this like hor- horrifying thing horrifying yeah. especially in poland which is that's yeah. the fucking that's it's where like everything happened man that... the population gone yeah, right exactly so just it's it's representative in so of so many things that like starkness of the of the production and and then of course like we see that wanda ends up answering that question of why am i alive uh at the very end right but of course like i think that that performance is is so uh lived in that you can see that she's she's asking herself all these questions but if not saying the quiet part out loud to uh to Ida because she might not be at an age or at a point in her life when she gets to pontificate on these things that that Wanda is but right like have her reckoning with with what you know and like obviously like I do think like that character like you said is so lived in and it's like we know so much about her in within the first five minutes that we meet her right we can we can kind of figure out what the last 20 years of her life have right it's all visual communication there's no exposition there's no it's like look at her before she calls herself red wanda right (laughs) exactly look at her apartment look at how she interacts with like ida look at you know just how quickly she is to like to a cigarette and uh you know that dude in her bed and how she doesn't like get dressed up and and i'm not saying this means like she's her life's bad or anything but just her nonchalant way of just like this i don't i don't care what your expectations of me are i'm done i can't there's i don't i have no i don't care if you see that dude if that dude is in my bed i don't it just doesn't matter there's no more there's no i'm not faking shit anymore this is me this is who i am and yeah it's all done in like legitimately like fucking in a span of two minutes yeah and that first scene that she has with with ida before she like gets in the car and goes to work right as like a judge which was was also kind of a way of me being like okay what year is it right like right like what's going on um but i thought the scene um when they're gone to like the home you know like the birthplace or like the you know her like hometown and they're waiting around to try and find the the guy that can tell them what happened to their family um and she's like down at the bar and Ida of course doesn't join her and she comes back in and like there's a man with her but she closes the door on him and Ida's like I thought we came here to to find my my parents you know like what are you doing and um the whole sequence about like you're you're God and or like Jesus like loved people like me and like you're a saint and I'm a whore kind of situation was just so like like you were saying just saying she doesn't care like she she can't care anymore she has lost the ability to like even care about anything anyone thinks of her and why should she yeah why, like at this point why should she and why do you go on living if you don't have the ability to empathize like that's unreal right yeah and um, it just it does it just just seems to like this whole movie is an unlocking of that part of her right like mm. this reckoning of of her, of her grief that she never dealt with yeah um, it's all like you can realize like it's almost at first i was shocked like you haven't even considered finding like the body or anything but then you just think about it for a second it's like 
man, that makes it all real. That's yeah, facing all it's of your final. demons. That's it's that's there's nothing you can't even pretend or you can't even even consider it not happening. It's like that it and to know the details and all of these things, it's like that's that's it, man. That's it. Once you know those things, once you've seen that skull, it's like there's you can't there's nothing to move on from. yeah i mean you can't go on clearly you know there's and, that's yeah. just it that's there's no it's just sort of it's it's this is this movie is not so much like um like closure um no it's like it's like acceptance yeah um i think it's really special where it's like because like i think pavlikoski is trying to accept what has happened just as much as wanda has and um, to to do this in in such little time, and to do this so effectively, I think that's what kind of like oh yeah makes it more special to me than if it were this like epic portrait of of you know like post war Poland, but right. it's really spanning just like, like but yeah, spanning many whole, years yeah. exactly, and like it has an ensemble yeah. exactly and this, right, yes. and like we meet the these people, we meet. Ida's parents we meet you know the son we meet you yeah. know like all these people um like before and so I mean I thought something that was super affecting also is when they do get to the grave and Ida mm. says to him like why am I not there right like what why and it, what it's a fucking like it was just crazy so, ass question to like mm. that's absolutely unbelievable because he's though as he said he's like I took you to the the priest and you were you know you could pass as catholic or whatever and it's just so just oh my god you'd almost see like if it could if it was a like three hour long movie or like a two and a half hour movie right of like maybe it doesn't end like that right like maybe Mm. ida like decides to give up the you know convent life and like her and her aunt find like solace in each other almost but like Mm -hmm. no it's just like realistic stark completely raw yeah raw is a good word i think because it is i feel like the more time you spend the less raw it feels it's like that's when you start kind of over explaining well not over explaining but when it's so short it feels almost more vulnerable it feels more Mm -hmm. like there's less time to waste with with right. anything else that and it's also there's some there's so many things left unsaid and unseen mm. that it feels like the very much time you are there it is so important and so necessary and so devastating that it's just yeah because i feel like the moment you start seeing like routine or whatever when you just start like when it starts becoming more involved there's more dialogue there's more explanation there's more conversation that's when you kind of you know that real there's no artifice there's no skin there's no barrier it's all just all it's all raw it's all vulnerable it's all tender like it is just there's nothing to mask or block what like the real heart of the film is there's nothing to get distracted there's not there's nothing to distract you from it's just Mm. is 
I think that's so true. And I also think it's like, not that there's not a thesis, but there's not like a main thesis in terms of these two women, like Wanda and Ida, who have two very different perspectives, right? Like Ida is this woman who's lived her life in a Catholic, you know, as a Catholic nun, basically, and finds out that she's Jewish and that, you know, her finds out she doesn't even have the name. Has- yeah, she she doesn't even know who she is, right? And she's searching for her identity, just as equally as Wanda has just completely lost her way, right? And and had this big identity even in the years after the war, right? As like this prosecutor, right? Who like brought people to justice and and that was a way of masking her lack of identity after losing these people that she loves so much. But I also think like there's so many moments between them especially early on which another thing i love about this movie is that it's a a road trip movie yes (laughs) road trip movies are famously the best road movies um when they go to find the yeah the the bones and the the you know the burial place of of their family um and she asks like ida a question of like what if you get there and there's no you know you find out there's no god right and ida's like very quiet like she's not really engaging she's she's really saying like i very much like to be excluded from this narrative like i don't want to please like (laughs) leave me alone but i don't think the movie sides with either of them right in that way right no no one's right it's there's no like they're both trying to find any semblance of like identity and also purpose. like in a country I think they're without purpose. Yeah. yeah. And a country that has lost its identity and like yeah, purpose yeah. by the way in which like everything happened, like neighbors turning on neighbors in that sense of like these people were helping them and then they turned them in. And it's like, you know. Yeah. They didn't turn this... them in, they killed them. Oh yeah. Yeah. They rather than turn them yeah, in, but they, they rat- still, yeah. you know, betrayed them, betrayed them in that sense. Yeah. Betrayed them, killed them, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. It's um it's one of those things that it's like, you know, it's a road movie that it has just like this really killer soundtrack. No, imagine. But it's it, it has this feeling where like it almost feels like they may as not have a, like a goal. Like they're right. just going to a place and um like yes, they're coming at this time in their lives in two different generations um but rather wanda has so little left to lose rather than ida because at least ida has this this shield of of her religion where she's like she's using this newfound catholicism where it's like this may not this may be all that she's ever known but rather like i need to like I need to train in this world just so I can like have purpose. Well, it's so, it's so interesting because it's like, it is, it's like, it's structure. It's it's yeah. structure. And even though, you know, she's living in the country, it's like, they, they live in their own country in these convents, right. Where they like, they have their rules, they have their schedule. They have all this. I just, I read a book this year called matrix by Lauren Groff. She wrote uh, fates and furies. How many books are you at this year? I'm at 40. Okay. Shit. Good. Good. Yeah. Which was my goal, but I put it up to 50. So now I think I'm behind, but I might just put it back down. Um, And I have about a hundred books on my shelf ready to read. 50 is for next year. Well, I did. I did 60 a couple years ago, like back when I was first commuting into the city for work, I had so much time to read. So just was like (laughs) constantly reading. Um, But 
definitely have some recs um, off this year, some really good ones. Uh, but this one was one of them called Matrix um, by Lauren Groff. She wrote Fates and Furies. She's, you know, really um, in Florida. Um, but she, it was about a 14th century abbey. And it was about like, kind of like a real person who lived, who ended up like, she did a lot of research on this for sure about the day-to-day life. And it's just so bleak, right? Which is why it's so, it was so interesting, like even thinking about her like living her whole life there like never knowing a world outside and then having this opportunity of like having family having someone that she's connected to Mm. um and then like learning all this stuff about herself is just like it's actually like so interesting at the end and it's like you you get why right the world is a cruel harsh dark like place full of awful things yeah so to drive but to drive her back to that like starkness of the convent you know like it's not like the convent was like this warm and fuzzy place where she could you know find solace I mean she finds solace in her religion but you see when she first goes back that she's just kind of seen the world a little bit and finds you know some of these everyday things within her old life to be you know not as satisfactory anymore it's so soul-sucking. It's just oh my so... God. The way she, like... She, like, laughs to herself mm-hmm. at, like, supper or whatever, and how all the other nuns look at her like she's, like, the devil, basically, yeah. just by chuckling. And... Yeah, and it's it's so fun. And, yeah, I just... I don't, I don't think I was totally expecting her to go back to the convent, but it's just kind of this... It's something that you that doesn't totally make sense to you as a person, but you know it makes sense to her. Right. Because mm. it is just such like because that's her whole life. There's no right. planning involved. There's no questioning that. That is they just this is what you do. Because when she's asking the dude, you know, okay, I go to the beach with you. What's what what next? And then right. And then like, oh, we'll have children, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, what after that? It's like she, to pick up the pieces to just all of a sudden, 18 years into her life, have any form of agency. Like, I think that's- And then give it right back up. It's, yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, it's hard for us to even imagine, right? But I mean, I But I kind of get it too, because that must have been fucking scary all of a sudden. You and it's like that's the thing when you go too hard in the paint, when it's just like you 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 do all of it all at once. That it's so overwhelming that of course you're going to be like, no, no no no, let me go back to and yeah, like what is my identity, right? Like I'm I've I've come out of this place that I've known my whole life that's been my identity, but also isn't an identity because it's like a hive identity almost. Mm. And then it's like I meet this woman who, you know. My only connection to my, my family. only family. Yeah. And also, like, she pushes me away at the beginning, but then embraces me in this way. And now she's gone. And I also, like, buried the family that I never knew and and all this stuff. So it's like, it's it's like, let me go back to my anchor, right? In this, in this mm. place where there's no, you know, no structure in, in this country, right? That's, like, completely lost. Because yes, she found God, and and she's she's found God before the film. I, I, she returns to convent. Um, I think more skeptical 
then yeah, then, I don't think she's then returning because she God. can't take her vows, right? Yeah, like, of course. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we're assuming she's going back to take them, but I mean, you know. Well, there's this I, one I guess, shot. Oh, go ahead, Meg. I guess maybe it has to do with what the what Wanda said to her of like, you never like have like, you know, dirty thoughts basically, yeah. and she's like no and Wanda's like what a shame like what are your vows worth then right and so now yeah what are you sacrificing now she's she is sacrificing like that life that that man I mean who knows how good it would have been right like yeah by the way you know you know what you know what that conversation reminded me of is um Clay we and so we we just covered um the counselor (laughs) oh Um, and there's there's that scene between Penny Cruz and Cameron Diaz and she's saying like <laughs> Cameron Diaz asks Penelope Cruz like does the priest ever ask if they if if you think about sex and, and she's like you're not supposed to say and then, anyway doesn't matter but it just made me think <laughs> of it um because it's just like it was like a month old episode um <laughs> sorry I didn't mean to no amazing draw yeah. the connections <laughs> I it's one of those things where I'm now like I don't think she is going back because of her commitment to God. I think it's like an hail mary of I, I like she like you keep saying Meg is like everyone's lost. They need to find something to hold on to. They need to mm-hmm. find. They're all fucking like you know kites in the middle of a hurricane. They're all just flapping around, finding nothing to hold them down no guard railing or whatever it's all it's all just they're all flying everywhere they all feel so lost um no, so absolutely. she and, very and she imagery. has i i, I kite in a hurricane i did get from the trailer from specter uh mr bond you're oh, a kite in the middle hurricane. of a hurricane <laughs> it's my i'm ever since i heard that i'm like oh hell Come yeah that's Christoph a great metaphor Waltz? i didn't know no, it wasn't Christoph Waltz. Christoph it was Waltz? it was um the it was uh fucking leah sadu's dad or whatever. <laughs> oh right right the right, guy right, who right. looked half dead already um i wasn't expecting that <laughs> i think his character's name is mr white um yeah i know right this very serious talk and i just reference the james bond film um you're a kite dancing in a hurricane, Mr. Bond. There's a shot after she they put the bones underground where it's only like it's like below her. It's just yeah, it only is I looking know exactly at what you're talking about. Chest, and she does the you know the the son, the father, and the Holy Spirit. And you don't see her face. It's like muscle like a muscle mm-hmm. reaction it's just instinct it's like there's yeah. no emotion or actual commitment there it's just you just see her torso and you just see her go through the movements mm-hmm. that's to me where she loses that connection to god it's mm-hmm. that it's that idea of looking death in the face for the first time and just kind of not she doesn't know what to feel in that moment there's nothing there it's all it all feels so empty and meaningless in a way there's like you said jack this is not a film about closure there's no closure there it's just you just recognize you're just recognizing the past 
that's not closure that that's just living that's just living with a horrible trauma and a horrible emptiness because that's what her life is it's empty mm-hmm. because she has no memories of her actual parents her only connection to her family or her parents or her culture is now dead she can only see, like she has no real like she you don't even really see her cry about her parents in this and why would she it's this like bizarre yeah. experience it's like there's it's almost it's so insane that it's like I, what's there to cry about it's very much oh. a film about processing um but not right. so much yeah it's it's just the idea of like uh i think i think she's gonna like start a family because like that's all you can do is like when you do see brief glimpses of um family life then then that's just like okay well we have this we have like a new generation to then protect uh mm-hmm. if nothing else but it's you know i've heard the the film described as like as like a play uh because there's like not that many sets and there's like oh yeah like five few characters. characters yeah yeah, yeah so. and it's a pretty pretty clear like uh act like three act structure yes mm-hmm. yes yes exactly yeah because I, I i can't remember the uh the quote exactly pavikoski does have a comment where he's he's even uncertain if um ida goes back to the convent and is completely as um honed in on her faith as she was when when she left or or as completely secure um how can you i i guess where it's where it's this idea of like how does how does god give you this much um this 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 many these many ideas about life and and how much and how like good people will then succeed if not for for what for what she sees and what her eyes are open to um right but it does very much feel like a a land that like is abandoned by god right and that's that's where like people lose their religion and in the sense of like how can god especially like catholic i grew up catholic and like you know the whole like how can god allow this kind of suffering right and like god is supposed to be everywhere so that's that whole comment of like what if you get there and you find out that god isn't isn't there right like that god like abandoned your parents wanda certainly believes that god abandoned her a long time ago and uh i i I would i would like to believe that ida is seeing for the first time or at least some family that she has that she can then inherently give her trust to um that god has abandoned someone that she cares about and i don't think she knows what to do about that yet yeah yeah absolutely i do think like it's beautiful that scene when they're in the hospital with the man who did it basically Mm -hmm. and ida just like you know holds her basically and like picks her up and like that's a great takes shot her out and oh my god it's so so beautiful yeah. um but god i mean as as you said clay a bucket of laughs <laughs> right um yeah well it's... and and then there's yeah. that other scene though that i 
I really loved of uh, Wanda slipping on a banana peel. Um, oh my gosh! And there, there's you a whoopee cushion. I was so. Uh, <laughs> I just thought you. There's were a whoopee actually... cushion. Um, right, she falls right. down, and then you know it's like. But honestly, when they do though, karaoke. When they do karaoke, down exact. the long road. <laughs> <laughs> she whispers there's... something at the end. You don't know what it that they said. Right, 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 right. <laughs> It ends on Lincoln Park. I found that interesting. Um, what I've done. <laughs> yeah, they're singing ABBA. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but I don't mean, you know, I guess like Joanna Kulig is showing that like like music is on is in on the rise, or at least is making its way into this country that is so crumb that is crumbling absolutely um, it's like this this light spot the dancing yeah. the music yeah the, everything yeah absolutely. and i find that portion really beautiful that so that there's always some sort of light there's always some sort of hope i guess mm-hmm. right <laughs> have yeah. to be hopeful gotta have and hope. from what and from what i can recall that cold war is like sort of like a swooning romance about mm-hmm. like sort of like a jazz character that that we see in the film where it's like right. yeah I, i'm pretty sure it's like around this same time period but that's again also a good movie um, right i do just think like in the hands of and i don't want to like shit on american directors or anything ooh. but did you think like a story like in just like you know the hands of like the studios and like you know casting like some big Hollywood stars, right? Because right. well, like immediately becomes cliche, immediately yeah. becomes less um compact, less um impactful. And you can see it being like sensationalized, like they want an sensationalized. Ending that, like, yeah. And like I mean, I mean, yeah. I will say and inauthentic Wanda, for sure. Yeah, inauthentic, absolutely. And 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 they probably try and make some sort of like happy ending, right? The mm-hmm. like to they're like hopeful. And it's not that it's not hopeful, it is a bit hopeful, but it's yeah, it's also like you said, it's not closure, it's acceptance. Um, but I do think like yeah, it just it just would it would lose its its edge mm. and it would it would just become you know since like you said sensationalized like the whole scene of um wanda jumping out the window mm. was done in the most tasteful way i thought <laughs> like you could possibly depict that right you mm. know it's coming you know it's coming that whole scene mm-hmm. when she goes and opens the window the first time and she goes out of frame and she comes back she goes out of frame and she comes back but it did make me think of um in game of thrones when <laughs> Oh, Tommen. Joffrey. Tommen jumps out the window. Oh, no, Tommen. Not Tom- yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. It My nerd similar, card's going to get Similar frame. But, yeah. Oh, that's fun. But yeah. I was just thinking about the difference between it, right? Because it's obviously oh, yeah. sad that Tommen jumps out the window. But the, yeah, it's just it, the, the stark contrast there is just, uh, you know. Yeah, that's like more be. religious than it is like personal. It's more mm-hmm. like this Greek tragedy than like an actual person. Right. Um, and 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 this person that we've actually gotten to know on such a deep level in, you know, 70 minutes at that point. Yeah. Tom and Tom and I didn't know shit about that kid sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thinking about how this. Have you guys seen the um, pet sold uh, Phoenix? It's another post World War Two film. It's uh, it. German. Great movie. Yeah. Um, did we did have we covered it? I, I was I would it, like to. 
Okay, because I thought maybe in my um in my absence, because I know uh, Tyler loves that movie. That because I can't think of a ton of modern films about post World War Two Europe. Um, not a shit ton come to mind. Um, but that's another one, of course, where it is very much, and that's like right after World War Two, and it's everyone just picking up the pieces and like you can like still see rubble and stuff and just that kind of i think it's germany is it not it maybe not i think it is because he's german he's That's german yeah how good is nina haas in that how i good? mean oh yeah what a nina staggering haas, bro. nina haas how good is nina uh, haas in tar she's gonna yeah oh. like i was just gonna say she's gonna get supporting for sure she is she's almost better weak, she might be better you know? like right she might be pe- better than fucking um blanchett in my opinion She's incredible in that movie. That's what a take. People have that take. I'm not the only people person. have. No, no, I didn't say that. That's um, going to come at yeah, me, they're... Jack. You better fucking come. Correct. <laughs> the real the real take. If you were like, I think Nomi Merlot is better than Blanchett. Like that would be the real. How do you do? Yeah, like... She actually might, though, too, because she's also mm. incredible. She's I like Blanchett. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Blanchett's incredible in that. But I think it's just it's just different performances. It's just different. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Different Absolutely. purposes. Well, if they did have a biopic category and a fake people category, then Kate Blanchett would have to be in the biopic one because, yes. as we said, Lydia Tarr is a real person. <laughs> <laughs> Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Lydia Tarr was asked to host the Oscars, but she refused. Oh, damn um, it. Damn it. We got, we got uh, a cancel culture, man. Instead. I'm telling you. We got Jim. Yeah. Yeah, I don't can't Jesus. Yeah, you know. Do you guys see that video of Lydia Tarr in that interview recently? No, that was that was crazy. I'm fucking um, murder you. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna beat you to death with my hands. Listen, no, I can I can only do so much. Violence. I can only do. Do you see what I have to put up with all the time? I do. Thre- I do threaten do, to like thre- commit violence to Jack a lot. <laughs> it's like, like when we man. were talking about Survivor off mic <laughs> or off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It is a toxic relationship, to be to be clear. <laughs> this is a one-sided. Uh, it's a toxic podcast, uh, and it's, it's a, a toxic story. relationship. It's, it's a, a love story. story. <laughs> Just like Ida, in its way. Just like yeah, my Ida threats of violence come way. from a place of love. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, let's get to favorite scene. Before do we have I cry. anything else before we do? <sighs> I think. I mean, I feel like I got a lot out. <laughs> I think Lydia Tarr would like this movie. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> oh, I think God. Lydia Tarr would have composed this movie. Do you, if she I had wonder the what, chance. Meg, Meg Brady, do you think Lydia Tarr would have a cool sight and sound? What? Do you think Lydia Tarr would have a cool sight and sound list? Um, yes, definitely. <laughs> but I think they would be like, there'd be like four of her movies that she composed on there, at least. <laughs> <laughs> she knows people that worked on the other ones oh yeah oh yeah absolutely her one of her that friend of hers who steals her spot at the end would have been well, like can you please can you please work on this yes. can you please put me on the list thank you <laughs> favorite it's been a while yeah. um, um i can go first if go need first. be please yeah her dancing in the jazz club mm. um taking off her heels and just dancing and having like 
and you can tell how uncomfortable she is with like any kind of affection because just imagine in her eyes that's the first time she's ever been really held let alone kissed especially and, by a man right mm. exactly men are yeah and then even foreign. and then even even so you're like oh i don't know <laughs> right i think she'd like take an advantage she's still a teenager you know it's like that's Absolutely. something we forget you know it's like she's yeah but it is but i still think it's still like a beautiful moment it's mm. like her it's her taking back like some agency and just yeah. some mm-hmm. it's like her like it's her like living life like for, for the first time and it's so well shot um mm-hmm. i love the focus of their feet and how i don't know she's a better dancer than i would think though because like given you would that think it's that her she, first time dancing exactly you think it would be horrendous <laughs> but she has actually kind of like a good rhythm yeah um graceful and, right exactly but yeah, having just like, you know, her like almost innocent looking feet. I know that sounds weird, but, um, you know, like because it's she's completely, you know, she has um, she's barefooted and you see these, you know, dark black shoes and her just kind of tiptoeing. Like, I don't think her the back, I don't think her heel actually touches the floor. Um, it's just this really sweet and gentle moment that's really kind of, you know, that's surrounded by this deep darkness. You mentioned, by the way, the way this movie was shot. And of course, like it has a very notable look. It's aspect ratio, of course. Um, It's also shot by the, the, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the Polish. It's shot by the person who who shot Margaret, which is very cool. Um, Oh my gosh. But, um, which is on Joanna Hogg's same sound, you know, great thing. But um, 
it's one of those things. Did Kenneth Lonergan have one have a sight and sound list? I don't know. I, I um, would maybe, kill but... to see what his list mm-hmm. would be. Yeah. But um it's then becoming like what really happened on uh this production because the first person who left left because of what he claimed to be medical reasons, but then Pavlikovsky said that he just didn't really care about the movie. Um, and then brought in another DP to finish like the other half of the movie that was incomplete or he's just like, Oh, interesting. Well then that's drama. Um, yeah, I know. Right. Um, you never hear cinematographer he, drama. You never hear like <laughs> DP drama. Right. But, exactly. But the other, That's never the like, wild, a, yeah. The other wild part is that um, the person that he was replaced by had never done photography work before he was the um, fuck? Uh, uh, a camera operator. Wow. And it was just like, do you, would you like to shoot this movie? And he's like, yes. Which is like, that's kind of wild. But... That is wow. wild. That's very it's how, like, how, you... how much of the film is who? Like, you know, it like how, what? It didn't, didn't say, say, but I would imagine if it was the amount of time that you got to like swap out people, a kid like just started is my assumption. Right. But, yeah. That's yeah, wow. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I love Fascinating. That. Yeah. All right. Should I do I have a, a favorite yeah. scene? If you don't have one, I can go. No, I think I think mine. I think I mentioned it before, though. I think it's when they're in the hospital, when they go out after, like after she kind of takes her out, and um, Wanda has her kind of head on her shoulder, and she says, "Like I left him with your mom, um, and I like didn't know get I didn't know him at all, right? Like never had that, a chance to know him. Never had a chance to know him. Um, and that just like sums it up. Like that's like." the peak of the movie i think in a lot of ways um because it's kind of like nearing the end of their road trip (laughs) um but also like we're finally seeing them connect in this way um through their grief which is like so different in so many ways but that like they can comfort each other is like Mm -hmm. uh, really special it's really profound um Pamiętasz mnie? Opiekował się pan Lebensteinami w czasie wojny. Chcemy wiedzieć, gdzie są pochowani. Jestem ich córką. Tadio. 
zrobiłeś? You took mine, oh, <laughs> but that's I'm okay. Um, it's just a good scene. I w- it's a really, it, it's a great scene. Uh, I'll I'll say like a short one that we didn't mention. Uh, the Hitchhiker, which I found oh is interesting that it comes like in the boy really toy. Yeah, it comes like in a, a certain part of the movie where you're sort of like not expecting another party to enter. Um, right. But like a whole new yeah. character. Yeah, right. like a whole new character exactly. Um. But yeah, I, I just find that interesting where it's like they're they're on this very con- contemplative uh, journey where like they're doing some some soul searching. It kind of like comes out of nowhere. And I, and I just like I, I found that interesting. But um... Yeah, now let's go into what else was nominated. Uh, Go fast, and then 
uh, you guys can chime in if you had seen any of these before, because I haven't, but... Then there's no way uh, I have. Well, you know, <laughs> you never know. Uh, there's Wild Tales from Argentina. Uh, Timbuktu from... I've heard uh, of that Eric. one. Yeah, this one is from France. Looks like it. Um, and then Tangerines, which I saw Tangerines. I found it quite boring and dull, but mm. uh, it's from Russia. Damn, um, Jack Draper special fucking And then sniper. there's Leviathan from Russia also. I've heard, Russia has I've heard of that one. Russia has two films in this year. Um, Wait, Russia has two films? Out, like, like what? In, Tangerine like, says it's Estonia, right? I think. Isn't Estonia in? It says yeah, that but I guess maybe that's the distinction in terms of... Yeah, I don't think you can't have two you, because each country submits one film. That's the whole oh, thing. Oh, I thought that's, Estonia was like in Russia. Like It, like, it might know, be I next... Think I think it's next to it, yeah. Okay, but because the, that's why Portrait didn't get in because France uh, submitted... Well, France just didn't... Yeah, I just didn't submit for, Portrait, yeah. But um, that's what I mean. I think you can only submit one film <laughs> per country. Yes, yes. Uh, sorry about that. But um, also... We, who do we have presenting this year? It's Chidiatel Ejiofor, of course. Like, you have mm. some gravitas. Like, mm. incredible actor. Um, like, everybody loves him, can work around. Nice, kind eyes. Yeah, kind eyes, exactly. Love previous winner, from, or previous nominee, of course. Would love uh, to sleep on his okay. chest. Not in a sexual way. <laughs> okay. In a comforting way. <laughs> That's very comforting. Um, and then who do you pair him with? Right? You need someone who can, like, match that energy. Judy Dench. Just, like, Give some no nonsense, like these are the nominees. And we're, we're one... you're not too far off, but it's... wait, what? Wait, 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 which one am I not too far off with? Wait, who? No, who? no, Meg said Anne Hathaway. I said, Anne and oh, I, I don't think that's it. too far off from the kind I, of I said energy. carrot top, by the way. Okay. I didn't say um, it, so I, but it's Nicole Kidman, of course. Oh my our god, good, our, good, our good, our good friend Nick. Um, that makes sense. Looking fabulous. We come to this place, for we magic. come to this place for magic. Um. <laughs> An Aussie and uh, as the lights turn and a down. Brit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know why I said Anne done. Hathaway though is because Anne Hathaway and she would tell Aja for were in that lockdown movie together oh that I written watched that was directed bad. by directed by Doug Lyman, a, yeah. a director we've covered on this podcast before, and sure. written by Stephen Knight, who we'll probably cover at some future point. Come on with the facts, Clay. <laughs> um, it's, it's, I think it's just because that it's so weird that. Doug Lyman is not like a bad. I mean, he's made bad movies, but he's not like a. Bad he's made bad director. movies. That yeah. was just like they jumped. I mean, he's a dream so man. much on doing any yeah. sort of lockdown. But Stephen Knight is—he's had one of the stranger careers yeah. as a writer. I mean, screenwriters usually do have. Screenwriter, but he's but like. But I think he's that's also like. Of... He has his own brand. Like he's very sure. much like an auteur screenwriter in a way, and I know that's kind of a. A, a eye rolly thing to say, but it's like created his own show. Works with Tom Hardy a lot. You know, Lock, Peaky Blinders, um, Taboo, Spencer. on FX, um, Spencer, of course. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. And then you'll have fucking Lockdown and Serenity. Like, it doesn't make sense. And I think that's just like one of the most war. It's one of the most pointed and worst examples of like, we're all in lockdown. Let's make a movie. And then it's just like, okay, what? This has no purpose. At Who all. directed Serenity? Uh, was it Stephen Serenity Ryan? was someone we know hang on also direct that let's i you might be right um here i can again that's just a bizarre fucking career it is yeah steven knight directed it yeah you got it weird 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 Um, weird 
I mean, he directed Locke, yeah. of course, but still, it's just like that movie means a lot to you. Yes, and I mean, and I think that movie is just good. Yeah, and then no, yeah. Peaky Peaky Blinders. People disagree whether it jumped off, like you know, if it jumped the shark in like season two or three, and it probably did. But I still like it. Um, Taboo. I watched parts of and thought it was weird. And, and you were like, one of the okay. showrunners for you. You had to watch it. Taboo. Yeah, it was on FX. I mean, I think it was somewhat like it had decent reviews. It was Tom Hardy. And then, yeah, you have fucking lockdown and serenity. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. bizarre. Balthazar. <laughs> uh, Meg Brady, thank you so much for being here. This is thank you so much for having a me. delight it's and been a pleasure. A delight as always, and I won't wait too long to come back. That long to come back. Please, again. just like um, invite yourself. Well, the reason we had you back, that. the reason we had to wait until you can come back on, I did make the stipulation: the New York Giants have to have a winning record for you to come <laughs> oh. back on. And so my boys, it's been a while. my boys did deliver for me, so, right. so here you I know, am. Here I am. One. Your sons Saquon and your other son Daniel, and so. Yeah. I wouldn't call them hurt? my sons. Okay. No, well, well it, it is, he's questionable, but that's he, that's another story. <laughs> but he's been mostly, but he's been playing for most of the season, right? Yeah, he played the whole season. Man, that's so good. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah he's finally healthy. We'll I'm so happy we'll for him. That's so good. Yeah, he's a good. Team. Um, we need to get this in writing on uh, on Mike who who wins survivor season 43 oh god All right. i, I mean i think question. it's jesse's to lose yeah will this come out before or after the finale next wednesday much after but okay i was it's like three so we could somewhere. be lying it could be well, yeah i think it's jesse's to lose i was seeing some commentary that maybe he just lost it with that move on monday on yes but commentary so. what is that's so <laughs> i don't think so i think he's gonna play janine's idol and i think he's gonna get to final three and no one's gonna be able to say a word i just don't i just don't know who makes the move against him if he takes out carla because i think that's the only person i think maybe Cassie. i love i maybe love Cassie. owen i love, I love owen. owen too i would love to see owen play again because i do think he just yeah same stick he seems like situations. someone who would like thrive in a second chance definitely As, they need to bring yeah. back some do a do a return yeah. of season soon because i'm i'm getting uh, there's rumors impatient. about 45 yeah <gasps> that'd be great that'd be amazing as someone who t- truly doesn't understand any of this stuff but i find it interesting meg you know you're you're a sports fanatic like i mm-hmm. um do does this like does these competition shows do those like fire the same like neurons in your brain when you watch them is it that you get those same kind of feelings it when it's when it's good like when it's right. this kind of episode that we just had on Wednesday of yeah. Survivor I was like losing my mind right but yeah. sometimes with reality TV I can it can be just like kind of a background situation right Where right just, okay this makes depending sense. on if it's depending on if it's good right? but like, when it at like its height like a good football game which right. apparently happened tonight Baker Mayfield Ooh. let a comeback against the Raiders in his Ooh. second day as a Ram. So who would have I was going to say, yeah, isn't he just got signed? He literally okay. just got picked up off waivers on like Monday. Anyway, there's a scoop for you. It just shout happened. Out, <laughs> shout out Baker. This is I mean, a few weeks old, but you had a good I'm win, I'm not buddy. a Baker girl, but no. good for him. <laughs> no, I don't bake either. So. <laughs> um, I also think it's Jesse's to lose, but 
also some people were saying that Cassidy is like an underrated threat, which yeah, which I would kind I, of hate to be honest. Not that I, I'm not, you know, wanting to see a woman win, but I think it's Cassidy Olson, former guest. Yeah, it's Cassidy Olson. She's on Survivor. No, but it's <laughs> it's just one of those things that I just don't know what her story is. Like Jesse has it's so she won immunity like four times. <laughs> she won immunity four times and that she avoided votes against her. And I suppose so. Like right. she persevered, but I just don't know if that's enough to win over a jury unless she's sitting next to like Gabler and Owen. Um, <laughs> yeah. Could you I don't imagine know. if after all that, <laughs> after the dust is settled and Jesse or Carla isn't winning, it's going to look lame. Um, Unless Absolutely. this is like an Erica situation, but I like Erica a lot more. Anyway, sorry. Yes. Please just like plug and promote whatever you have going on right now. Oh, well, I tweet at the Meg Brady, also on Instagram at the Meg Brady, and also listen to my podcast. Um, I do with my best friend at I'm Screaming Pod on Instagram. Um, we talk about movies, we talk about TV, we talk about celebrity gossip. Um, we're screaming about a lot of things. So, yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me on, guys. Of course. Um, I can be found on Twitter at Jack A. Draper and have uh, other writing on film at The Boston Hassle. Um, this movie is available, finally, on a few places, which was not the case for our other Oscar winners. Before this, um, I, uh, other than The Great Beauty, which is on the Criterion channel. But for this, it's on Tubi, Crackle, Canopy, and Prime. So you have options. At least those are for me. I'm looking at mm-hmm. for my personal just watch. Um, and uh, next episode is Son of Saul with uh, Connor O'Donnell from uh, the B-Side podcast. I got no jokes for that one. <laughs> I just, I, you know, usually <laughs> have a joke when this transition. Uh, nope, no jokes. Well, that's going to be an episode. Um, well, listen, I'll, I think it's going to be an episode, but it's like one of those things where it's like, we'll just, you know, we'll just try to keep it light and we'll, we'll find it. We'll yes. Like, the Holocaust movie. We'll try to keep it light. We'll try to, you know, <laughs> make it a fun time. I'm, 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 I'm fucking with you. Yeah. No, I don't mean, um, you know, just trying to... if, you know, you can listen to Meg's podcast to know what she's screaming about. You can follow me on Twitter to see what <laughs> I'm screaming about. Wow. Which is these fucking Washington Wizards, dude. They suck. <sighs> Fuck them. Oh I love gosh. my boys, but that organization sucks. Uh, Fire West Unsell Jr. And Ooh. yeah, that's what I got to say. And I think they're doing well. All right. Yeah, they're so, dude, they're, they are on, like, they're one of the best teams I've seen, like, since, like, KD's Warriors. They're so fucking good. Um, that's a that's another whatever and you know you, you, Wes, can, you can continue to say that it's it's okay Wes, can, uh, Wes, I, I actually I, my internet like broke up for a bit can you say that again the way you just right, right, right. <laughs> i like the i like the celtics i like i like the two jays or, or I, I like brown less now but with you know <laughs> shit he said but jason but yeah. jason tatum is he's a sweet boy love his son shout out to deuce um have you ever seen those videos of Deuce just in the locker room and all the Celtics just giving him fist bumps? Just yeah, just, that's cool. Like I like him. Um, and also West Dunsell Jr. I I want to kind of I I'm sorry to be so aggressive, but you're kind of bad at your job. Um, it's not it's nothing personal. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter for that shit. Birds of clay. Um, follow me on Instagram at Mr. Clay Williams. You could follow me on Letterbox at uh, Birds of Clay as well. 
Follow the podcast Twitter account at ETTPod. You can send us an email at xingfeed2010s at gmail.com. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Give us five stars on any podcast platform you listen us on to. Greatly appreciated. Um, yeah, shout out to everyone. Be good to yourselves. It's that time of year. I don't know when this is. Is this coming out before or after Christmas? Um, Doesn't matter. Happy holidays the, to everyone I, involved. The, yeah, Whatever you celebrate. Christmas, yeah. yeah, perfect. I think, you know. I think it's before, but like the week before. Whatever holiday you celebrate, even if you don't celebrate a holiday, just have a good one with you and yours. Uh, and yeah, we'll catch you next time yeah. on Exiting Through the 2010s. Bye. Mm-hmm.